Magic's gone. <laughs> That's how fast the magic goes, man. Yeah. <laughs> Hello and welcome to a new episode of Fascinated with Booms. What's going on, everybody? What's a happening? What's a happening? <laughs> What's a happening? Hot stuff. <laughs> That's not racist. That's a John Hughes movie. <laughs> uh, so how's everybody? So last time I think we had what our Marvel pod last week, and yeah. uh, I graduated. It was, it was a monster. Yeah. You graduated? Absolutely, graduated, man. You were, so uh, awesome. Different now state. Now I can dedicate. Full time. Oh, well, man. Uh, he was only given 70% before. Yeah. Now he's given 75. Yep. Now yep. he's going to get I a Facebook page. MBA and now it's podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Dave, you think she'd get a job? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so you did. You went up to Pennsylvania. Yep. Had you been to Pennsylvania before? I think once or twice, but not for an extended stay. How was it compared to Florida? It was nice. It was <laughs> the weather 83 degrees. And we got in the hotel on Sunday and... Uh, I we were so busy. I didn't even think about going outside till like Wednesday afternoon. Oh wow! And uh, I had told somebody that I was going outside. I was like, this is, "I gotta go outside. I haven't been outside since Wednesday." They're like, "Oh, I guarantee you're gonna run back in." It's brutal. <laughs> really? We're from yeah. Florida. I walked outside. It's like 83 with a light breeze. Like, <laughs> it's yeah. awesome out here. There's like zero humidity. Were you yeah. in Philly? I was in the middle of nowhere. I huh. flew into Philly, and then Penn State University is in a town called State College, Pennsylvania. Really? And it's like... <laughs> weren't too inventive without that Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I said to my wife. It, yeah. was a bunch, it was started by a bunch of farmers. So <laughs> yeah. We're to State College. What should, yeah. what should we call the town it's in? State College. That's, what, <laughs> that's how Gainesville got started. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, the weather was really nice. nice. And it's in the middle of nowhere. There's nothing there but the college and all the businesses that support really? the kids. There's no interstate anywhere nearby. Really? Yeah, There's but if you have a college coming. right there, that's where income flies. Oh, yeah, there was a bunch of bars and restaurants oh, and yeah, shops. Yeah. and not they, like They Gainesville. rely on that mm. stuff. It was small. Yeah. It was probably the size of where we grew up, Mansfield. Oh, okay. It was that size. Oh, yeah. wow. It's not bad. Like the main street, and that was it. So Dave had time. We went to the movies. We, oh, not, yeah. we won't give any spoilers oh, yeah. on this, but holy crap. Good, huh? It was probably one of the best movies I've seen in the last five years. Really? It was so friggin' Yeah, amazing. and it's... I, it, I, it was I certainly feel like the best. I should apologize for the star that's in it. Yeah, it's hard to hate Tom Cruise. It's Mission Impossible. New Mission Impossible Fallout is what we went and saw, and it's hard to hate Tom Cruise when the movie is that fucking good. Really? Uh, unbelievably. Just... Not only the best Mission Impossible movie, one of the best movies I've seen in the last couple of years, but certainly the best action movie I've oh, probably man. seen in 10 years. Wow. Like, I gripped the entire, like, two and a half hours of the seat. Certainly the last 20 minutes. The last 20 minutes were like, holy crap, wow. dude. It was bon- I would totally bon- go see level- it again. Probably for less money than Bond spends, oh, I would imagine. It was so good. But that's going to be hard to stick up with some of those. Tom Cruise, first off, is a crazy person. Oh, yeah. Doing some of 56 years old doing all that some stuff. Of I told Dave right when it ended, I said, they better start the next one like immediately yeah. if he wants to do it because yeah. he's going to start Plus, getting a lot older gonna, for it. All the shit he's done, his body's going to break yeah. down. I, I saw some people. interviews and, with him talking about that, and um, you know, and he basically was saying yeah. like, you know, that this is really hard for him to keep uh, yeah. doing and everything I mean, like look that. at Harrison Ford. He just bumps in the shit now when he gets yeah. injured. 
stuff. He, <laughs> he still does his it though. Foot in the Millennium, Millennium Falcon. Falcon. The door closed on him oh. on his foot, and he broke it. Just ouch. Simple as that. And he's crashing planes. I mean, come on, man. Yeah, Ooh, yeah. I forgot he crashed again. <laughs> he walked oh, he out was, of it. Did but. you did you see him <laughs> wasted on the Tonight Show? Oh no. Oh my gosh. Recently? He yeah, like probably in the last six or eight months. Oh wow. Oh, I, we won't go <laughs> off on that tangent, but it was hilarious. Uh, I like to see stars yeah. just going on there. Henry. Calville was amazing in this Mission Impossible. The really? Superman actor? Yeah, yeah. Wow, he was so good. Oh, that's right. He's the bad guy, right? Uh, yeah, he's, yeah. We'll just leave it at that. Yeah, because yeah, we'll I don't know any better. Yeah, we'll just leave it at that because yeah. it's, it's complicated. He's like an interest movie. against... He's the antagonist to Tom Cruise. I mean, uh-huh. he's brought in that like if, if you get out of the line... Type of stuff. If you're yeah. out of the line, Henry Cavill is supposed to step in and put you in line and everything. Yeah. And he's massive, man. You forget that when he's not Superman with the suit on, yeah. how huge he is. Oh, yeah. Like in that scene in the bathroom where he takes his jacket off and he like moves his arms like he's gonna get, yeah, yeah, get yeah, into yeah. it yeah. and everything it's just intense through the whole thing man yeah. really really yeah. Well, was uh, awesome Simon Pegg Simon Pegg was great Ving Rhames was in the whole movie like some Mission Impossibles he just gets I introduced Alec Baldwin is in uh, Alec Baldwin was great in it everyone like was really FBI amazing guy. the, uh, the oh, girl that right. was in the last one uh, Ghost Protocol was uh, amazing oh, yeah, yeah, in this yeah, yeah. one now do so you good. have to have seen like not all really, the Mission Impossible you can just go see it as long as you understand the camaraderie between Simon Pegg Tom Cruise and and uh, yeah. Ving Rhames. You really yeah. don't need then you to. You don't need uh-huh. to know because Kelly and I are thinking about maybe going to a movie on oh, Saturday. I think I might That's see if we can go yeah. see that. Yeah, there's nothing else you should see besides that right now. Yeah, for awesome. Sure. Good to know. Yeah, I, uh, you will leave that theater going, holy crap! Wow, yeah. I saw that new documentary that's still in the theaters identical strangers oh yeah two. you were telling me a little bit about that. That's crazy, dude. What a crazy. St- I'll give you. I'll give you like a little bit of it. So this guy graduates high school in New York. And he, an hour away is this community college. He signs up liberal arts program. He gets off. He gets his little Volvo, drives up there, gets to the quad, and is walking across the quad to go to his dorm. And people are like, "Hey, man, hey!" Like they know him. Yeah, it, girl came up to him, gave him a kiss, and I and calling him Rich. God, I should remember his name. It's not Danny. Yeah, make up the name. But anyways, yeah, yeah. It they start calling him names that's not his name. Right. And then he's like, oh, this is weird. Girls come up kissing. He finally gets to his dorm. He's unpacking. He said, there's a bang on the door. A guy flings open the door. And the guy's like, what the fuck is going on? Like, you, sh- I thought you weren't coming back this semester, Eric. Or oh, whatever. right. <laughs> and he's like, I'm not Eric. He's like, come on, man. Stop fucking with me. He's like, I'm not Eric. He's like, well, then you got a twin out there. He's like, he's like, is your birthday July 6th, 1957? Yeah. He's like, how the fuck do you know that? Right. He's like, my best friend looks just like you, and that's his birthday. That's crazy. He gets him on the phone. They go and see him. They meet. That's crazy. They found them both adopted. They yeah. Adopted. Mother yeah. had twins. Yeah. But here's the crazy part. Three days later, somebody's reading the paper and says, hey, you're on the front page of your paper, but someone, there's two of you, and they're called different names. There was a third one. What? <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, I, I got to show and this to my And it gets dark. Girl. My and girl would love and this. it goes through a lot more, but you know that within the first 10 minutes of the movie. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I'm not really giving any Yeah. Story. But it is crazy. That's <laughs> awesome. It's called Identical Strangers Identical 2? Strangers, I think, is the name of the movie. Yeah. Okay. I saw it on the plane back from... Um, I'll definitely check that back out. Back from Pennsylvania. Yeah, that sounds good. I love Delta Airlines, man. Yeah, they have those. I give them a little plug. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, All you do is you download their app on your phone or yeah. your laptop, mm-hmm. and you get the wireless for all, all the entertainment they have is 
free just through their app. Yeah. So you can watch it while you're flying. Nice. And like I connected on three different flights and I stopped the movie and picked it right back up yeah, when I got on the awesome. next flight. Oh, very cool. When I got on the next flight. Yeah. Because I remember one time I got within 10 minutes of the end of the movie. That happened with me. That really? happened with oh, me when I was I'm on. I'm like sitting and everybody's leaving yeah. the plane and I'm still watching the movie. <laughs> I had to do that going to Hawaii when on the third leg I almost finished uh, uh, Teeny Ninja Turtles oh. and then. Uh, I, I was like, I'd have to go through the whole thing to get to the la- last right. like twenty minutes. I was yeah. screwed. It. it was awesome, so I just bought it when I got home. But yeah, when I I did, I get I got ten minutes of the Super Troopers. Oh yeah, the first ten yeah, minutes. Yeah, uh, so the crackling bacon. Yeah, yeah. crackling <laughs> bacon. The band. What a crazy. Oh my gosh, it is so you funny. Have, you, did you see that? Yet? Uh, not yet. Yeah. but it's one of those ones that I I see, I'm starting to see it real cheap on DVD, so I'll just uh, buy it because I know I'll, I love those guys and DVDs. most of their stuff. Yeah. I still have those things. Oh yeah, I know, man. Right? Yeah, it's people great. people throw them on eBay when they uh, when they buy their Blu-ray. Sometimes sets. you get <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you get them for like ninety nine cents, right? Uh oh yeah. Well, not new ones, but old no, ones old, ones. old ones for sure. Because I buy them with because I put them in my own sleeves now inside this like great uh, kind of box uh, that I have. Uh, so I don't need the boxes or anything. So you, if you're just buying discs only you can search just discs only and they're great but i oh, bought uh, uh i just bought the infinity wars for like seven dollars it just came awesome. out i remember day. you spent a fortune amassing your first collection yeah yeah but i i got money for it you and got used a bunch that of money for other things for but you probably spent seven oh i'm buying uh, eh, i mean mate, that's possible uh, if you added it all up, it's possible. Yeah, because I remember you spending forty bucks. I mean, I probably had six or seven hundred movies, and that was a huge back then. Now I have like twelve to thirteen hundred movies. But you bought them back at a fraction of the price. yeah, a fraction of the price, and so that's called economic. And a lot of that degree is going to good. I'm gonna start taking notes over here. <laughs> Positive cash flow. Yeah. Oh, well, to go off on that, a lot of those movies I've been rebuying are some of the movies we're talking about today. This is a subject matter that excites me uh to no end is 70s horror movies this is my wheelhouse this is my cousin's wheelhouse uh i wish he was down here he's up in massachusetts i'm gonna go visit him in november and i think we're gonna do like 90s horror up there but maybe the next time after that we'll revisit some 70s because me and him can go super deep on and i went somewhat deep on my uh cuts here i know you guys dave knows a good amount of 70s horror uh justin not as much but he's still justin's gonna be great on this for uh for the recapping of the remakes. Yeah. You know, because what's interesting is I looked at, we've got 15 movies to talk about here, and 10 of them have been remade. Oh, really? And the other five have had sequels oh, to wow. them. So there, it's just so is the popularity of a lot of these I uh, mean, pictures back in the day. And a lot of the remakes, have, some of these remakes have been pretty decent. Some of them have been absolutely horrible. One of them on my list was probably the one of the worst remakes ever made. It's hmm. funny, though. I bet you, if you ask some people, a younger generation, oh, they might not know they were remakes, or they oh, yeah. might, or they might like the new one way better. Than oh yeah, the original. yeah, yeah. 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 Or you I'll, should slap them in the face. Yeah. You're like, <laughs> but that's what I was talking about. I, I love what's great about the '70s horror to me is the tone. The tone mm-hmm. is is everything. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's the grain. It's how uh, how it looks. I mean, a lot of these films have been like even even some of these big films have been filmed in like 16 millimeters. That brought up the 35 in the theater so it could get that major grain going on. And it, and it just adds to it. The music, all this stuff, it's just, there's a creepy element to a lot of these movies uh, that I loved. And this is what we kind of uh, gravitated to when we were like five or six years old when we were trying to watch these types of movies. And or, yeah, and that's what Justin I was. Justin was three. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. And that's what I was going to say is like, you know, especially on my list, you know, 
these are the ones that kind of drew me towards yeah. horror oh, yeah, yeah, at yeah. a young age. You know, and these were probably movies that your parents were like, "Oh yeah, these movies you are not allowed to watch." Oh no, no, because no, they no. scared the shit out Just of Just the know? opposite, actually. Yeah. Oh really? <laughs> oh yeah. Well, see, I know two, maybe three, that that was the case. I don't think any of mine on my list, my parents were telling me to avoid because these are a little bit more random than uh, than the ones on you. Certainly on Justin's list, I know I know one of them for a fact. They were like, "You don't want to see this." Right. And, and one of them on Dave's that we actually just watched on Wednesday that uh, that the lore of it it was actually worse than overhyped. what the mo- was overhyped to what the right. movie was. Yeah. But, uh, but it still was when we rewatched it. It was like, man, it still has yeah. that. I mean, crazy dad was ass. really conservative. They liked horror movies. They liked horror movies. But like I, we've said in past pods, they were more concerned about nudity. And that, that that and nightmares. You know, they didn't want to have to get up in the middle of one, night to console us one, if, if they could avoid it. Like, point, my, go ahead. One poignant memory from our childhood is when we went to the drive-in theater. Yeah. Remember, we saw My Bodyguard. And uh, Black Hole. Black Hole. And then there was a horror movie. was The Late Night. I wish I knew what and that it was. was. Do you know the, what it was? The scene I, I woke up to was an executive tied a string around his door to his office and then hooked up a shotgun to the string and sat in his chair and like called the secretary in. Oh, and God. And showed it. Oh, I'll have to ask Eric. Eric Ooh. might be able and to And I do remember out. Doberman pinches in the movie, too, but huh. I don't know why. Interesting. Fletch, too? Nailed But if somebody knew that scene, you could... It was very, like, mind control horror. It's weird what sticks with you as a child. Oh, yeah. You see somebody's like, head blowing up against the back of his wall. There's yeah. an image Whoa. if you go to our Facebook page of the uh, of the horror movies because we, oh, I usually yeah, put up yeah. a collage yeah. of like eight of the 15 <laughs> on there and there's one image up there on the top right uh, and I'll mention it when we get to the movie that's on Justin's list. Uh, my cousin still has problems looking at it. My yeah. cousin's like 43 years old and, about, and I sent him the collage and he was like, why would you do that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know you, you should be doing that to me yeah and it's like uh i no, one of my favorite uh, i'm the leprechaun yeah <laughs> i'm the leprechaun uh is the movie terror in the aisles that we've talked about before which is uh-huh. a collage of all if you if you're into uh, 70s and 80s horror find terror in the aisles i'm not oh, sure if you can find yeah, it yeah. on youtube you could certainly find if you find the blu-ray of the old school Halloween 2. It's on the special feature for some weird reason. You can watch it. It's awesome. It's just a collage of 70s and 80s movies. And me and my cousin used to love it. We used to talk about making our own back then when you oh, with the old VCRs and right. stuff, which would have been real difficult. But uh, he didn't realize the image from the movie that he's so scared of was in that movie. And I remember him walking out of the room and uh, like we were done with it. He was, yeah. he was done. He was like, you got to turn it off now. Oh, wow. He, he was done I can't go night. any further. You yeah. can't go any further. He what? saw it. It's ruined. They're not going to show that again. <laughs> <It's>, I know. <laughs> But he, wow. he didn't he didn't know if they would or not. So that's the thing. So yeah, it's pretty powerful how as a child it even carries over sometimes it's you an adult that it brings back those creepy memories. And well, what's interesting to me what scares kids today. Like I've been I've been watching the hatchet movies with cell my phone died. Triggered. Yeah. But uh I've been watching the hatchet movies with my seventeen year old niece. Uh-huh. And uh, she like them? She does. She oh, likes yeah. them and everything, but it's uh, uh some of the violence in there it's just and she's like, hey, yeah, that's gross. But yeah. <laughs> she must have seen worse. I don't know. I have no sense of what Matt wa- watched movies. Oh, with them? With they, them. They've they watched a whole bunch of stuff. But they, they're the type of kids that when it's at your fingertips, 
with like uh, the fire stick and everything else, they can literally pull any movie up they want. So yeah. I think at a certain point, it's, policing it is almost impossible too. So, Especially but I just when they I like the fire. fact that she's like she went to see Slenderman the other day. She, well, she went to see it by herself. Uh, no, with her friends had come up to Gainesville, and uh, she went to the wrong theater. Oh, she, no. she went to celebrations and th- and they were like, no, this is playing at the Butler Plaza oh, on there. Sucks. So they uh, luckily they've refunded her money to the Fandango account or yeah. something so like she that. Never so she it. never got to see it. I was wondering I if it was, was any good. I heard it was horrible. I, 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 yeah, I heard it was I so want it bad. To be, I want it to be good, but I watched I think that the trailer. true story is better than, uh, than yeah. whatever crap they're going to put out there. Yeah. So I told her, I said, I, I've been waiting for a good movie to take her to. I was like... Uh, I was like, me and Justin are going to go see Predator when, yeah. it, when that comes out, man. I yeah. said, you uh, get up early enough. <laughs> get up at the crack of noon and she's... Does she uh, get up early? Nah, she gets up at like one or two. So, But she's about to start school, so I guess get that in now, you know? Yeah, and She's going to be getting up at like 8, 7 or 8 a.m. So. so yeah, I say we start it right off. 70s horror, man. I friggin' am excited, so... What do you got there, Justin? Number five. Well, we'll go off of your segue with the picture there. Oh. Number five... One of the most infamous of all. Probably the number one horror movie of... If you go to any number one or 100 greatest horror movies or 50 greatest horror movies, this is usually number one. It's usually a flip-flop between number one and two. Yeah. And this is... Go ahead. The Exorcist. The Exorcist, man. It's yeah. hard to, to argue that this isn't. Yeah. The, usually when I see list, The Shining is usually number one, uh, two. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, but The Exorcist, almost number one, it carries over and it holds the oh, hell yeah. up, man. Yeah, it's absolutely. Scary. It is scary, man. It's yeah. just, it's intense and God, it's, it's just... Got, it's got demonology. Mm-hmm. I mean, anytime you put the church in with a horror movie, oh, yeah. Yeah. it always is creepier. There is. There's always an aspect reason. to it. Like, like even with the... It makes that, it darker somehow. What was that Tom Hanks movie? Uh, da Vinci Code? Da Vinci Code. Yeah. Like, even, like that movie would have sucked, the first one, but having all that church stuff around yeah. it. Yeah. Maybe it's because I went to church and I never <laughs> trusted them anyway. Right. Well, it's yeah. kind of like the mysteries of the ancient wisdoms and writings and stuff like that and what's true and what yeah. could be possible. Well, because you don't believe in the devil doesn't mean it doesn't, doesn't mean exist. it's not exactly. You <laughs> he know? believes in you. Yeah, you know? exactly. <laughs> but there's something scary about the idea <laughs> we that... We had a drink the other night. There's <laughs> <laughs> something scary about the idea that uh, she did nothing wrong, you know? She's just a little kid doing, yeah. her, doing, yeah. her, uh, doing her thing and she gets... Uh, Possessed by this thing, and it how turns did, this forget, little kid. I forget how she actually got possessed. Well, the Ouija board. Uh, the Ouija board, really. Oh, yeah. God they they just kind of. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I did, but yeah. nothing. You do one and think Captain it Howdy. Captain, Captain Howdy. Captain Howdy, the, yeah. Uh, the What's demon that? they. That's the that demon, the they, demon oh, they connected with. Yeah. It's Captain Howdy. God, it's been so long since uh, I've seen this. But movie. the. Uh, it was done by the great William Freakin, who's mm-hmm. famous for who's, awesome. uh, who's famous for the French Connection and uh, Bug is one of my favorite uh, horror movies that he's done recently. Man, I, I, I almost that. watched that oh last night. You won't be. I right, haven't man. seen it. Yet. You won't be right. I, you, that's right. why. That's honestly why <laughs> I haven't watched it. No, it's good. Like, it's a good in that way. Yeah. Oh, you know, okay. Right? I got you. I mean, and Michael Shannon is just it's just the Michael Shannon show, man. And uh, but you got to be uh, careful of certain people you watch that to. Like I, I showed it to my, uh, or I had my brother-in-law and sister-in-law watched it, and they were like, uh, like, man, why would you, why would you have us watch that? <laughs> we, we get that out of our head now. I, yeah, but it's a, in a good way, in my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's hard to find those good horror movies these days, you know. Yeah, I well, agree. Well, a lot of people that just 
it, you don't yeah, know what point, affects you're them. You're not too. shocked anymore, right? Yeah, exactly. That's why people. That's why shows get weirder and crazier. Yeah, and you have just, to you know, just go shocked. further no into the sh- mind. And, yeah. and it's weird because some people like with the exorcist. Some people are really disturbed by uh, by those biblical exorcisms. Some yeah. people are disturbed by clowns. Some people are disturbed by hauntings because mm-hmm. they might have been yeah. connected uh, to like a possible haunted house that they grew up in. We grew right. up up north, so haunted houses uh, is a big thing. It didn't make our list here, but I could have easily and I flip flopped put. Amityville on here, uh-huh. but there's several houses up north that, and they're still up there that are just like got creepy, creepy oh, elements to it. That, that's why a lot of people up north are huge Amityville horror fans because they were like uh, everyone up there. They know <laughs> yeah. a house like right, that, yeah, they exactly, don't go. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. But let's talk a little bit about The Exorcist here. Yeah. So, um, I, what is she? She's probably like twelve. I'd say she's like twelve. Yeah. yeah. And um, she's been playing with the Ouija Lin- board. Linda Blair, beautifully played by Linda Blair, oh went gosh. on to do other stuff too, but nothing is good no, as yeah, this. Yeah, no. Freakin' um, really had to set her up to, you know what you're doing, you know what's going on Right. Here. Oh, yeah, no. Had he had to talk, talk to her about several it. Yeah. Probably too. had to work a lot with her parents. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, no, her I've, parents I've were seen, right there. I've seen the interviews where oh, he yeah, was yeah. like, you know, we had to have real conversations about the things she was going to be doing and the language she was going to be yeah, using. Yeah, totally. and like, there was a great interview he talked about where he was this, that great scene where she's supposedly like a masturbating with the crucifix yeah. and he had to sit down and ask her about masturbation he was she was like do you know what this scene's about and yeah she's like yeah she's like she's playing with herself and she's like you, you know what that is you've done that before and she's that's like crazy. sure haven't you yeah <laughs> which crazy, i thought was though. hilarious yeah uh, <laughs> so that you had to have this conversation with this little girl right well and she was um she was using the ouija board by herself yeah you know, and you're always supposed to use two people. Hmm. Um, Is that so, what it says on the Game Boy box? Well, that's the, the <laughs> stigma. That. <laughs> yeah. yeah, oh, I know, right? Um, that, just ain't enough. Yeah. Well, uh, apparently, you know, like, if you're only using it by yourself, you can't protect yourself. And so, like, you know, a spirit can take you over. And so... Speaking of which, I wanted that. I wanted Witchboard to be such a great friggin' movie, man. And I, it, it's it's decent, but uh, every time I watch it, I'm like, man, I wish it was great, man. I don't think I saw it. Yeah, Witchboard with uh, that redhead from uh, Tony Katan from uh, Tony uh, from, from Bachelor Party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it was great. I just uh, want to say that now, Tony Katan. I, I wish <laughs> she didn't get possessed early enough. Was the problem with me? Mm. And with the Exorcist, going back to that, there's some scenes in there before that even happened that was disturbing to me. Like when she came down during the party and just yeah. and just said you're gonna die up there and yeah then pissed herself right in the middle of the yeah. party i'm like what the and hell? that's the thing it was like this progression of you know just getting worse yeah. and worse because then she started having seizures yeah. quote unquote. oh yeah well if you could see the the version you you've never seen before on dvd you get to see her come down the stairs as the spider yeah have yeah. you seen that i have seen that that is creepy yeah, that is she... some woman that did that yeah that can contort herself right and, and uh, that is reason alone to own that version there's not much different on those versions right uh on that version of the uh of the movie because most people want to see that version they well saw. and she sticks her tongue out and her tongue is almost it's like pointed and forked almost, yeah, yeah, yeah. and she's like going after that lady and she chases her out of the house on all fours it's, like it's crazy man. and she just turns her body over like yeah. It, yeah it's nuts man but um you know the doctors uh, she starts having these seizures yeah. and you know they're obviously not seizures and the doctors come and they try and sedate her and you know i mean the whole bed is shaking and oh, they're yeah. saying that it's muscle spasms <laughs> and <laughs> until her head spins around yeah exactly well that happened and she then, like grabs him by the crotch yeah and just, yeah like, exactly and that's when they bring in like jason miller who jason miller was phenomenal in this if you don't know his lineage too jason miller who played the younger priest the older priest mm-hmm. obviously that comes in at the end is uh max von Sydow, yeah who looks about the age that they made him look in this movie now oh, yeah if not a little bit older but uh jason miller is the son of jackie gleason 
And his oh, really? son is uh, uh, the guy from NARC and Rush. Jason huh. Patrick? Uh, Jason Patrick. That's, oh, really? that's Jason Miller's son. Jason so Patrick's it's like, grandfather was Ralph Cramden? What, yeah, was uh, <laughs> wow. was Jackie Gleason. So that they, it's like three generations of huh. actors there. That's but the nice. most learn famous thing, every day, folks. Yeah, right? The most famous <laughs> thing Jason Miller really did was this. He was also the coach in Rudy was another one of the big oh, ones. Oh, the yeah, the really yeah, nice yeah. coach that was going to let him uh, yeah. let him dress. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. was the one that played the priest. Uh, yeah, he's the one that played the priest. The yeah. younger one. The younger one, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, and so, you know... Ellen Burstyn, we should mention, the fabulous Ellen Burstyn. She is, who is amazing incredible in this movie. In this movie. Yeah. And, Arguably uh, one of her best. This and Requiem, for me, uh, really uh, show her acting chops more than anything. Yeah, and I mean, you know, and so if you guys want to talk about favorite scenes or whatever, yeah. go ahead, I because mean, I mean, there's, there's so many there, of them. There is so many. Like, the, the scene I'm, we were, I was talking about earlier with my cousin is when they they do it twice in the movie. Mm-hmm. My cousin could tell you the time code. I bet. Because that's when he leaves the room. Right. <laughs> of when it happens, but they flash the devil's face. Yeah twice and it's and if you it's pause on quick. it it's real quick yeah super quick like a flash and he just can't take and, that, and no. i think the fact that they do it that quick bothers is one of the more bothersome because if uh-huh. you actually stare at it you could see all right it's just white makeup you know yeah, I wonder yeah. If they got the teeth in there and i wonder if jacob slatter scares him oh i just ordered that for two dollars on uh oh, nice. when those things are shaking their oh, heads i love flashes that. i thought those i saw that by creepy. myself in the theater and that's a disturbing movie man we'll talk about yeah. that on on a 90s horror or something because that was a phenomenal movie uh but yeah what is your what's your favorite scene well i mean the scene where the mother comes in and everything is flying around the room oh, yeah. and you know she's screaming and yelling and she's like asking her for help but at the same time she's not and she hits her and uses her mind to close the door and yeah. then brings the chest the, over yep, brings the chest over and then her fucking head yep. spins around on her body and you know is, is just talking to her mom like every time i see that it's just, it's it's <laughs> disturbing <laughs> how about you dave that's probably my favorite scene except when when did she, when she was what was what part was it when she was like fuck me fuck me? That's yeah. the that's the masturbation with the crucifix. Okay, which was that super was disturbing, disturbing because you didn't expect her to be changing that kind of drastically in the language that was used. Yeah, and uh, it was disturbing. Yeah. I, I the the whole thing with Karis, you know, the whole idea that uh, the movie prepped you that long walk up the steps. Yeah, you know, it prepped you that. Uh, that there were down times where they were not in the room, where you were like, just you had to be able to breathe. You right. Know? Yeah. But then you almost were hold your breath when someone like uh, went up Would, those steps. To and go you knew they the were going to go in the room and you didn't know what she was going to do. And it was worse every time. Yeah. yeah. And then there were times where you were like, it can't possibly get any worse than what it was before. And right. it was. Like yeah. when Karis came in, which is probably my favorite stuff, where. Uh, where the father, uh, where Max von Sydow came in, you know, the power of Christ compels right. you. Yeah. And uh, where the pea soup puking on yeah. him was disturbing. <laughs> or when it w- you could see it going when Karis really wanted it to go into him. He was like, take me, go yeah. into me. And then you could see it like kind of transferring over his face mm-hmm. to the point where they threw him down those like deadly ass steps. Man. Well, yeah. And so like, you know, the demon I, I i don't i know they said that it was the devil but they never the demon never revealed his name yeah so well that I, was I, what was interesting about it is when karis was doing that like investigation on the uh the speaking in tongues mm-hmm. and everything and they realized that the, the, he, she wasn't really speaking in tongues she was just she was speaking in reverse right uh, on that and everything and they the church had never seen that and they didn't know if they were even gonna let because you have to go through a lot of shit uh and that still happens where you've got oh, to yeah. go, the priest 
actually will go to exorcism schools. I've heard a priest talk on one of the podcasts I listened to, and he says, yeah, we've we got to go there and get certified and everything. And yeah. a lot of times it's it's not as glorious as obviously you think it is. And a lot of it is mental illness, you know, yeah. when it comes down to it. Because I don't uh, really believe in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's uh, schizophrenia and stuff like that. That's for real, man. And it will draw stuff that you have not said or you uh, from your subconscious that you never but, thought you would. But it's still scary as shit. If you can pick me up off the ground. Yeah, when, when that stuff happens. Oh, yeah, right? <laughs> I believe. I watched a really great thing. It was called uh, The Night at the Movies with Stephen King. It was like this three-hour documentary that was played, I think, over two nights. And I, I had it on my DVR for like almost a year because I didn't want to get rid of it. Uh, it was only a few years ago. They play it at, uh, at Halloween every once in a while. And uh, I, I didn't want to uh, delete it off my uh, my thing. Maybe I can find it on DVD or on you. I'm sure you can find it on YouTube where it's Stephen King talking about not his movies, but movies that scared the shit out of him. And it goes back early, real early. Do like, you remember one uh, that really scared the shit out of him? Well, The Exorcist was the Besides big one. Uh, a lot of them uh, uh, on there, The Shining, the ones you would think that were would be big uh, were the ones that he was talking about. But there were early ones where he was talking about the... Uh, um, the Dr. Calarari one, a lot of the black and white stuff. But he talked about that he set out, uh, set, uh, set off to see The Exorcist with his wife. And they had heard all the reviews. And the reviews early on were, this movie will make a lot of people flee the theater. This is not a joke. There's been nothing even remotely close to this yeah. in the theaters or, or that has come out before and probably since. There really hasn't been uh, a movie that's come out that universally is like, this movie is really messed up. Mm-hmm. Uh a couple of them maybe on our list or came close to this, but not so much. So he said him and his wife actually like took a nap earlier in the day because they were making like a big thing out of it. They were, yeah. we're going to go and I'm we're prepping ourselves scared. for it. Yeah. They said they were scared even before they walked in the theater oh, because wow. the reviews were really, yeah. really intense mm-hmm. uh, on it. And that shows a lot to marketing, especially back in the seventies where there was no internet and everything. It was all word of mouth. And uh, you, you did see people flee the theater like that. And uh, so they went and, it was a roller coaster ride, he said, and they were scared from the moment it started till That's the awesome. moment it ended. Yeah. He said it just scared the sh- and you scare the shit out of Stephen King. I yeah, mean, right. You know, you've Success. you've done your job. You yeah, know? and William Freakin had some serious clout after that movie because he did something no one else had done at that point. Does anything scare you now? Uh, nothing scares me really. Nothing really. I mean, there's this stuff that grosses me out. Like, yeah, this oh, stuff Hon- that grosses Tomahawk me out. Yeah, this stuff that's grossing me out that a lot I've got of somewhat- movies with people like wasting the away from drugs or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, there's little really things like me. that. Yeah. But even there's uh yeah, I mean there's stuff that makes me jump, you know, if you, if it's oh, done yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Right. With yeah. the movie and certain <clears throat> shit you don't expect, but there's stuff that that happens to that not even horror movies and yeah. someone just pops out of somewhere and yeah, I'll I'll leap off the couch yeah. and, and my girl is always only half paying attention to movies anyway. She's like, "What the hell did yeah. that?" <laughs> <laughs> uh but there's certain stuff that scares my girl too, like that quarantine movie scared the shit out of my girl, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, handcuffing that person at the bottom of the steps yeah. and knowing that you had to go past him to get down there. Right. My girl watched that whole movie with the pillow clenched in front of oh. me, which is great when you can see that happening. I love it, and I and I try to find those movies to show to her. Man, I can't. Jaws scared me when I was a kid. Oh yeah. Well, when you're a kid, little things like that. So, uh, always scared me, and uh, then my. Uh, 
werewolves and stuff scared me when I was younger, so my mom tried to keep it away from me. She knew anything that changed on screen and everything was going to bother me. So I know that she was trying to keep even Creepshow away from me yeah. because when Stephen King was turning into the like the the lawn creature yeah. or something, creature. she's like, "You're you're not going to like this and everything." And I've mentioned it before. There was a Universal horror movie like book at the library that I would constantly have her rent out for me, huh. and I would have nightmares every night. And she's like, "You're not renting. You're not taking it." <laughs> and I'm like, "I want it. I want yeah. that book. There's something about it that." And my cousin's the same way Jawas where uh, if my someone was not allowed you're not allowed to watch this movie you want to watch it even more absolutely you know? that's, that especially that's when it's something that yeah. it's with something, everything not even movies but when it's with horror it's a lot of the times you don't quite understand what you're watching too which makes it even more titillating mm-hmm. for you right so good one yeah can't argue with the exorcist better not <laughs> what you got Dave? <laughs> um so you talked earlier about tone of the 70s movies and uh Check me if wrong, so I don't make embarrass myself. Um, <laughs> Check me if I'm wrong, is, Sandy. But is, we kill all the gophers. We kill all the gophers. <laughs> <laughs> gophers, not golfers. <laughs> um, Carrie, uh, done by Brian De Palma. Brian De Palma. Okay, because mm. yeah. Brian De Palma, when you think tone of the '70s, his name's right at the top. Yeah. I mm. love Brian De Palma I films. Mean, it's one of Quentin Tarantino's favorite directors. He's mentioned several times. He used to go see him in the theater. His movies. In the theater, I wonder like five, if that's why times. Tarantino does a lot of split screen stuff. Because yeah, uh, oh yeah, he's De Palma is huge into screen. crane shots and uh, long dolly shots. Like do- dolly shots so long that make uh, Scorsese's look short. Oh, even <laughs> even long tracking shots. Tracking shots because everything. that opening scene. You think a Dress to Kill or Snake Eyes was that opening one? scene was like two minutes yep. long and it was one shot yep. moving oh wow. oh wow and picking up different people and following different people yeah. like fo- tracking someone from behind right. and then someone walks in their path and then the camera picks up on that other person and yeah. follows it really clever I mean to the point where you feel bad as an actor screwing a take oh, up because you have to go back to the, right. the to one minute oh. 59 seconds oh, yeah exactly God, and I'm sure it happens you sneeze yeah. <laughs> Dress to Kill is still one of my favorite to yeah. movies ever made man and if you haven't seen Dress to Kill that should be on my 80s something one of these days yeah. I don't, have you seen Dress to Kill I don't know it's if so I have friggin good man Carrie's right, also Carrie, Stephen King. Uh, Carrie's, yeah, it's Stephen King's first book. He wrote it when he was in high school. That's crazy. Uh, That's nuts. It's, and it's funny that he wrote it in high school since it was like yeah. centered around yeah. revenge on... I wonder if he, it was a little bit of him. I'm sure it probably Carrie, was. Like, yeah. He was kind of probably a dorky standout. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then all the popular kids. like Introvert the guy, writer, the guy, you know? The guy from... Greatest American Hero. Yeah, you got William Cat. You've got Sissy Spacek, Sissy who Spacek. is amazing right now in uh, Castle Piper Rock. Laurie. Uh, Piper Laurie. Who's the was girl great? that... Was in Halloween, uh, Scream Queen. She wasn't Lee in Curtis. Halloween, but uh, uh, she was in. Uh, no, the one in, that wasn't. She sat up in the bed. And, oh, you're talking about J, uh, PJ Souls. PJ Souls. Yeah, yeah. PJ yeah. Souls was. I'm thinking I you're had talking a crush on her back uh, then. So much. <laughs> uh, John Travolta John and Travolta, uh, what's right. her name? Was it not Karen Allen? But uh, damn, I can't remember her name. I thought I saw Chris Penn in there as a young. Boy. No, Chris Penn would have been like really young. Yeah, yeah. I okay. don't think he was in that. But yeah, this was a uh, fantastic movie about some woman with telekinesis. Telekinesis. And the cruelty to these kids. Uh, Bullying. I mean, talk about the bullying that that goes really well uh, with today. And uh, because my favorite scene. It starts right off with the bullying, too. It's not my favorite scene, but it's just crazy the one when she had her period in the yeah, yeah. The that's how it starts scene, right? right off yeah. yeah i mean they start right off with I mean, whoa what are we watching here yeah. you know it's ridiculous yeah that 
and I'm sure it happens. Women are women are. Uh, you think men are bullies? Women are ten times worse. I oh, think to yeah. other women. I think so too. I've Sorry. heard every woman. Sorry, no comment. No, I've heard I've heard a lot of women talk about you how think men uh, are bigger bullies. <laughs> <laughs> or you don't want to, you don't want to get on a side. No comment. He doesn't want to. <laughs> men bullying is 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 pretty mild, other than I'll smack you and throw you in a locker or something like that. I think women do a lot more of the psychological kind of uh, uh, bullying when they were younger and in school. I know that I've heard that from my wife and a lot of uh, uh, women that I've known that uh, that women can be cruel, man, and yeah. that that's certainly illustrated very well in the opening of Carrie and and, and throughout. You know, because I mean Travolta and. Uh, Nancy Allen, that's her name. That's uh, right. Nancy Allen's probably the worst of the bullies in this whole movie, and she gets it uh, rightfully so. Uh, what's some of your favorite kind of stuff from Carrie that you remember, Dave? Um, my favorite stuff? I always liked... I just liked the relationship between the mother. And oh, the, the mother, yeah. And her she Piper Laurie. Very Bible thumper. Yeah. Big time. Very. Dirty, if I had tele- cover your dirty if pillows. If I had telekinesis, yeah. I'd be throwing knives like that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, do you remember Dad showing us that scene I do remember when we were younger? Us we, that scene he, for some he said we couldn't watch the movie, probably because of the nudity. Right. And But he, he said, I'll show you a couple scenes. And then he went up ahead and showed, showed us the, some of the most worst, worst scenes. scenes in the movie. Oh, wow. That, we saw the prom <laughs> scene. We saw that scene. We saw the end scene. The end scene where the hand jumped out. He just wanted to see us jump. Yeah. And, uh, it was crazy the same <laughs> but the scene that uh you're you're talking about with the with the mom with yeah. the knives man that was intense yeah. you know what's really weird too and it seemed appropriate at the time but i've seen it in the last year and it was really weird that piper Laurie, when she's getting stabbed mm-hmm. she's like pretending she's having an orgasm yeah it's almost like really enjoyable to huh. yeah like, i've never noticed that if you watch yeah. it again oh, yeah. she's having an orgasm yeah yeah she's not Writhing in pain, and then Crazy. these weren't just like normal. It was like a, it was potato, a potato peeler, peeler. that came yeah. across yeah, the room, yeah, and yeah. I saw the making of it when they were all on like wires, wires. that mm-hmm. just went zipped yeah. across the room. Did and they everything. do it backwards just, or something? Uh, probably, uh, and it started there. And it, it was just good. Back. For it was, the 70s. No, it was so 76. so good. Uh, probably around that time. Uh, well, yeah, I guess it probably was filmed in 76, probably came out in 77, because remember, they shared the casting call with Star Wars A New Hope. Oh, that's right. Uh, remember, that's right. it was they were uh, friends. George Lucas well, and De Palma, um, were, De Palma were, were great friends, so they had a joint casting session. I wonder so if everyone the greatest who, American hero, I wonder if he was up for Luke. He was. Because he looks like him. Uh, you, could, you could pull it up on YouTube really? where, he does the, uh, where he does the thing. He was up for Luke, and uh, a lot of the PJ Souls did uh, the carry. Everyone who... Uh, uh, audition for Carrie, audition for Star Wars, and then they kind of added Just, who we wanted to take and who we didn't yeah. uh, didn't want. So huh. William Cat came super close. Him and Kurt Russell were super close to becoming Luke, and it, at the very end, it became Mark Hamill. They just huh. wanted it unknown and beautifully done. So, yeah. What do you think, Justin? What's your favorite scene from Carrie? Uh, favorite scene probably has to be you know when the the prom. The prom. Yeah, the whole prom I mean, jeez, man. You know. Not only did it have one of the great crane scenes, but that's when the split screen really came in. Oh, oh that's yeah, right that's too. right. That's really... Yeah, you know, but you know, they. That was the last straw with her, man. Oh my gosh! You know? And I mean, she just made everyone pay, including that one teacher, teacher that, was that was nice, really to, nice her. to her. It's like, sorry, you're in the you're yep. in the the gymnasium. Yep. You're you're part of everybody. Is that the one there, Mark? They got it when the thing came down from the ceiling. Yeah, the yeah. Uh, the, the basketball uh, hoop came oh, down and like right. chopped her in half. Yeah, yeah. Nice. 
and uh, you know she burned that place down. <laughs> I love the scene. For me, it was when she got Nancy Allen and John Travolta in the in the Camaro. Oh, they when they're the on this, we're on the street, and she's walking but down. Doesn't the street she stop the car or something? No, like she, that? she flips it. She flips it, but it looks like right before it about to hit her. They do that quick jump that, scene into her eyes uh-huh. when she turns around, and then they do. They've been doing split screen too, and it just it just rolls like. I don't know, like 10 times and then burst in the flames and everything. Yeah. And then just covered in blood, comes home, takes her uh, takes her bath, and that's when it jumps into the scene you were talking about yeah. with the mom. Man. Yeah. yeah. Well, that whole... The whole last thirty minutes of the movie yeah. is all. That's together. what it is. I right. mean, you yeah. literally you saw you saw a little bit of her stuff, like when she made that little kid, that little kid to call her creepy Carrie, creepy oh, yeah, Carrie, yeah. fall off the bike yeah, and stuff like that. Right. Or when she got angry at the uh, the principal and flipped the ashtray at the beginning. So oh, you saw little call her different things name? of it. Uh, Cassie. Yeah, they <laughs> kept calling her Cassie instead oh, of Carrie. God. <laughs> but so you saw elements of it and everything, but literally the if it was two hours, which I'm not sure it was, but if it was safe, it was two hours. An hour and a half was just straight bullying, yeah. and then a half hour was straight revenge. revenge. Yeah. <laughs> Stephen, <laughs> Stephen King says he. Yeah. Stephen King remembers seeing it in the theater, and he was thrilled <gasps> with it. There's certain really? movies that he did not like the, the, the makes of it. Like, right? He did not like The Shining because mm-hmm. it was deviated too far from the source material for him. But he loved Carrie. They kept really close to the source material. He says, but he saw it in like a very urban theater that was like. Like playing a black exploitation movie, and oh, then it went really? to Carrie right afterwards. So he said the the eighty percent of the theater was black, and he was like, "Man, I'm not, I'm not sure." And he, he mentioned on the interview, he says, "I'm not sure how this is gonna fly, you know, uh, to this audience about this little white girl and her her period problems and right. everything like that." And uh, he he said even when it started, he saw people shifting in their seats, and he was like, they, "He's like, I'm not sure if this is gonna work." He said by the end, those guys were screaming their heads off. He said like, and it was such an enjoyable. Experience. Experience. I couldn't imagine how great that must be to see people oh, jump at the yeah. stuff you've written and oh really yeah, intense. absolutely. Yeah, so Carrie, good one. All right, now I'm going to go a little uh, a very well known director, but one of his uh, basically his his second movie, and this is uh, going kind of deep. And this is 1977's Rabbit, and this was by the great David Cronenberg. Before this, this is first. Before this, he did Shivers, and uh, uh, and then uh, right after Rabbit, he did uh, The Brood, which was amazing, and then which I, I almost that. had on my list uh, because The Brood was really great. But really, Cronenberg, a lot of people uh, credit him for being the first who did body horror. He, a lot of body horror, man. And if you know what body horror is, it's body where horror. it's where like uh, parts of your body are like changing in the things. Is he the most likely or, to put a sphincter in? The movie? Yeah, yeah. See, that's what that's <laughs> weird. I was actually talking about that to my wife because there's a there's a scene in Rabbit. Rabbit is this woman gets in an accident. And this is Can- uh, uh, Canadian uh, production, and most of Cronenberg's stuff is, are Canadian films. He's Canadian, so he uh-huh. films a lot of them up there. And uh, a woman gets in. Have you seen this? No, no. Uh, so Never even she heard gets of it. in a really great. Uh, it's probably one of the first, uh, with the exception of uh, Night of the Living Dead. It was one of the first kind of zombie esque movies that wasn't actually a zombie. It was more like a blood like a born. Uh, they thought it was. They thought it was rabies. Is what it was. And what happened is this woman uh, got in a motorcycle accident with her boyfriend, and they uh, right outside this like experimental clinic. They were like. <laughs> Come on yeah. In. yeah, it's like we we need people for this. Yeah. Hey, look at this one get dropped on our uh, friggin' doorstep. Yeah, so they bring her in and they're doing this like blood transfer serum like uh, experimental thing, 
that goes really wrong with her. And she ends up getting this weird, like, sphincter under her armpit. And they would show something come out of it. But when she hugged somebody, it would go into them. Now, she didn't look like she was infected at all. This was Marilyn Chambers, who's the famous porn star who did Behind the Green Door, which Uh was one of the more famous. It's like Deep Throat Behind the Green Door were like the two big pornos from the 70s. And uh, it started with her doctor. Her doctor came in, and and there was many opportunities where she had her clothes off in this movie. I mean, you got a porn star, why not? Uh, but uh, <laughs> not she's like topless. She, the, one of the scenes I remember, she's she's topless in her bed, and the uh, she's kind of erratic and out of her mind. She's on all this meds and everything, and the doctor comes in, and he's hugging her, and he's trying to peel her off of her and everything, and you and you could see him uh, bleeding below his uh, his armpits because uh-huh. her arms are around her, and you're not quite sure at this point what the hell is happening because right. he's not like you. Ex- you're kind of uh, you're thinking like vampires, you know, you bite him in the neck or right. everything. So she's getting him uh, under the arm. There's another scene where she escapes from the hospital and goes into a barn and is like hugging this cow. Oh no! And the cow starts bleeding because her arms underneath it. Yeah. And eventually, you get to see it come out of her arm. Oh it's really? Like this big long. It, it looks like a sphincter under her arm. Yeah. What's interesting about it is, uh, I uh, I told my wife I said I said. Uh, Cronenberg has a lot of very uh, oddly sexual undertones, I was and say like I said, up, yeah, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you, you frame if you watch Dead Ringers or if you watch Naked Lunch for sure, Naked well, Lunch, the, what is the one the, with the typewriter ex- existence, right? existence, and that's what my wife pulled up. I was I was oh. like, he uses a lot of sphincters in his movies, <laughs> and she's like, is he the one who did Existence? And I was like, wow, that's weird that you were able to pull that out because that was one of the random movies my wife has seen late at night. She watched <laughs> Existence and it was awesome. And I love Existence. Have you seen Existence? Never heard oh of my it. god. Man, that was such a, yeah, and yeah. Willem Dafoe and uh, what's the guy the uh, the main guy from uh, he's the one who plays Dumbledore in the new Jude Law, oh. uh, one of Jude Law's first oh, uh, right. more popular movies. Uh, very Cronenberg like though, and like uh, Naked Lunch, the typewriter that's a beetle has like a sphincter on it that he keeps rubbing with shit on it. All right, it's, it's, it's very weird. weird. That guy, <laughs> no, it's, that guy and the guy who did Twin Peaks. I want to get them on the psychology couch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> but I. For sure, Cronenberg has a lot of those elements that carry through very much on the brood too. And the brood, someone took their, uh, they took that woman took her shirt off. And you didn't realize she had like different appendages that were coming Whoa. out and everything. So that's kind of where body horror started. Then Brian Yakuza, where they took it to the next level with that society movie, and even uh, now, uh, the species. Sort of an homage to this. I, movie? I guess you could say Species had a little bit of an homage to the, that I, type of stuff. It, like she was hot and she would infect. Yeah, yeah, she would infect with, people. But with this, it, the people she infected in Rabid, they were noticeably infected. Like once, once she and uh, she looked okay. fine. The, uh-huh. She was the main carry, so she looked fine. But when she infected somebody, shortly after she infected them, they got their pa- skin got That's pale. Right. And they foamed this green, nasty stuff huh. out of their mouth. I hate when that happens. And there was yeah. like scenes where you would see somebody. Uh, eventually, they everyone all over the city were getting infected. They showed scenes on the subway where this woman was clearly not right, and no one was like even looking at her. And yeah. She's like staring at somebody, and they would attack people right with at the throat or at the head or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then they would show symptoms and everything. But this girl never showed symptoms through the huh. whole thing, and they could never tell who like patient zero was. Right. And so, and eventually. 
they real they thought it was rabies, so they were like, "Oh, give the rabies shot to uh, people and everything," and it wasn't affecting them at all. And they were like, after after a while, they were like, "Just shoot them in the head." We got to realize that yeah. we just got to kill these people. Any, yeah, dead. anytime something like that ever happens, yeah. just solution. shoot them in the head. <laughs> yeah. uh, so they were just and, and by the end, they were showing dead bodies being thrown on dump trucks and everything, and she was literally taking out the whole town. That's and crazy. It was very tonal. It was uh, it had a very uh, indie indie feel to it. You could tell that they probably only had a couple hundred thousand dollars for this, but they they got some really good special effects in it, and they got uh, Marilyn Chambers to kind of do her thing, and uh, it was phenomenal. I loved it, and it really showed how Shivers was another one where uh, that was his very first movie, where it was like bugs in the apartment and people were getting infected and everything, and he just went on to do fabulous yeah, I movies. Like see that movie with all the yeah. bugs here. Uh, yeah, <laughs> with, like that, he went on to do the Dead Zone and uh, just and then more kind of. Uh, uh, Hollywood-esque movies that still have those elements like History of Violence or Eastern Promises and uh, uh, Cosmopolis. Dead Zone. Uh, Dead Zone, yep. That was his Stephen I King movie, movie, man. So, yeah. That was mine. What do you guys think? Right. free number four. Uh, just straight out the box. Alien. Alien? Yeah. Oh, you got all the Z- big dogs, the best man. best one. <laughs> I mean... I love Alien, This man. was... Yeah. You're a fan of the... Tri- I mean, I am, too. I love yeah. all of them. Um... I watch him on the rig. I mean, I know who Sigourney Weaver is because, <laughs> because of this movie. Oh, yeah. Movie. I, I think you saw, saw Aliens first 2 before I saw Aliens. This, this casting went down to her and Meryl Streep, and Meryl Streep had just lost her husband. Uh, oh, he died, wow. and he was a famous actor, Sigourney too. I Sigourney Weaver killed him, so she uh, didn't yeah. <laughs> uh, So she was still, she was still recovering <laughs> from it, so they went with Sigourney, and Sigourney was so good, man. Nobody... Yeah. Uh, got angry like Sigourney back yeah. in the day where she screamed at these guys uh, in this movie. She ruled this movie. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. absolutely. All-star cast, too. Why don't you tell us a little about the cast? You got uh, John Hurt and Yafet Kodo. I love Yafet. Yeah. I'm Mosley. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And he played Idi Amin, and he's, I he's loved him. The, he's yeah. the blackest black man on screen. Oh, he's so great in this movie, <laughs> he's man. He's awesome. Harry uh, Dean. Harry Dean Stanton's in this Yeah, movie, Harry Dean Stanton. Yeah. He's great. Veronica he, Cartwright. See, I can name him. Dude. Yeah, you're good. <laughs> Tom Skerritt. You know. Tom Skerritt. I love Tom Skerritt. Dallas. And uh, Ian Holm. Ian Holm, before he played uh, Bilbo Baggins. Oh, and... And he played I, Ash, the... Uh, the synthetic that you didn't know was synthetic till the very end and then that kind of like that that kind of ruined it for the other things because you kind of knew all right there's a synthetic somewhere around here right. you don't know who it is but in that first movie you had no idea uh-huh. yeah, yeah he was an alien or he was a robot so it was kind of crazy so why don't you tell us a little bit this was done by before you get started this was done by the uh, ridley scott only his second movie you know he didn't start directing until he was 40 years old really ridley scott wow. he did the duelists and then he went and did alien and then after that boom he just went off and That's did crazy. all those great movies yeah. so well, let's see. I mean, they they're uh, they're like a commercial space crew. Yeah, they were like, um, are they like miners, yeah, miners or, or salvage? salvage. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, and they get a distress call, right? They get something that a ship had uh, a beacon had right. been going off. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they're going to like investigate and possibly rescue or yeah. just call for help. You know what I mean? Whatever needs to be done. So they yeah. go down and they start. And like most blue collar workers, they were like, "We get an extra pay for this." We're yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And um, so they go down. They didn't get enough. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, now let's see. What was the guy's name who the first alien attached to his face? John Hurt. John Hurt. John Hurt. Yeah. Who, went, who replayed that character in Spaceballs. Yeah. Yes. Hello, yes. My lady. Oh, Hello, my yeah. lady. <laughs> Hello, my ragtime guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what do you have? He have the special? Yeah. That's what I ordered. I love the soup. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Yeah, so just to fast forward through that, because I mean, you know, they investigate. They it, it he comes finds out of that, pl- the, uh, that the egg, right? He finds an egg that just opens up, and oh, you can man. tell it was when that just, thing it was opens, juicy and everything, yeah. and it it just went through his like uh, uh, went through the front of his helmet too, yeah. where they had to well, cut his helmet off. Right? You know? Didn't they get like? If they brought back proof of life on another planet, didn't they get a big bonus or something? I think. Uh, I think that was in one of the later ones. One maybe. maybe I'm not sure. Maybe though. I mean, that might have been how they sold it to him because obviously the Wayland Company wanted anything. Right. Found out yeah. Later on, how how kind of ruthless they were yeah. to get any kind of technology whatsoever. <laughs> but what I like about it when they when they <laughs> were bringing them back, like Apple. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. when they were bringing them back on board, what I love the most, and this is where you get to see uh, the kind of the first time where Sigourney shows her chops is where she doesn't want to let him in. She's right. like, you know, the rules are 24-hour quarantine. Right. He has an, he has an object attached to his face. We're yeah. not going to infect the whole ship. Yeah. And so he refuses. And they're like, and Tom Skerritt's like, I'm giving you an order. And he was like, it's against the law. I'm not doing it. And then right. Ian Holm overrides her, knowing that he's the robot and the company man, right. overrides him and lets him in. So now it's awkward as shit yeah. because Sigourney's the one who wasn't going to let you in, even to the point where Veronica Cartwright tried to like slap the shit out of her. Yeah. Yeah, and oh, oh you man. can't let that person in. Then. Yep. You can she, just yeah. And that's she, some of my favorite stuff when they when they're trying to figure out what it is on his head. Yeah, you know, when they cut the thing off and then they're holding the little forceps on its leg Ooh, and, it and was everything. Great. That little creature yep. was every time oh, they tried to pull it's it, so it's, creepy. It, it wrapped even tighter around his mm-hmm. neck. And then when they cut it, something happened. That yeah. was our first. That was where you find out that their blood is made of like the most acidic, yeah. you know, stuff on it. They compare it. Acid or yeah, well, they like compare that, yeah. it to molecular acid. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I've never, never heard of yeah, it. Something made that, up. But, I but imagine it, went, it started bad. going through like three layers of the hull. Right. I love yeah. that when they keep going down and they're like, it's going to go, it's going to go through, go through the, the hull. Ship. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and eventually uh, it did stop at some point, but like three levels down. Right. Luckily they didn't have the infirmary on the first level. They all been fucked. Yeah, no kidding, right? Note they to, use that to their note advantage. Note to self. The oh, yeah, man. Too. Oh, yeah. There's so many elements that were brought about in that first alien that completely, sometimes maybe even hamstringed at times, but they, yeah. they set off a good kind of lore that carried through all of them. Oh, yeah. Now, Alien versus Predator, do you consider that being I don't. in this movie? I don't. I don't consider it part of the I alien. Do. Uh, <laughs> I don't I consider it part of the alien universe. <laughs> but then again, I consider it part of the Predator universe uh-huh. more than the Yeah, you could say that. Yeah, yeah. That I, I, I would could agree with that more, yeah. Uh, but Except for Requiem. I'm pretty sure if I remember right, that takes place pretty much on a spaceship. But with the aliens, I certainly consider the first four, Prometheus and Covenant, which I did not care for, but I still consider it part of that universe. Right, yeah. I'm still waiting for Prometheus 2. Prometheus 2 yeah, would be a good. really great one. Is uh, that the one where I they were like Prometheus. mapping the tunnels with those? Yeah, little- yeah. Oh, awesome. Prometheus was awesome. Yeah, man. I was really, I was hoping Covenant was going to be that good, and it just wasn't. Yeah. I, I haven't seen it since the theater, though, so maybe I should revisit it. And going, you know, the original shocking scene, not only when he gets it on his face, but when they finally get it off. Uh. And he's eating. Everything's fine. Yeah. You know, we're going to we're gonna freeze ourselves and we're going to go back and yep. everything's going to be great. Let's have a big meal before we do yep, it. Exactly. And he's just, you know, they're sitting there talking about how they can't wait to get real food and he's just <laughs> stuffing <laughs> his mouth. They're talking about eating pussy. Yeah. Oh, well, that too. Yeah. You know, but um, yeah. And so all of a sudden he starts choking. 
you know, and, and like he's coughing and choking. They're like, what's wrong? What's wrong? And he just goes back down on the on the table and just starts shaking. I love they got to put shaking. that spoon in his mouth. To yeah, keep from yeah. his tongue off mm-hmm. and everything. So yeah. they had no clue. So they were like right in there. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you just see this burst of blood on Nancy his shirt. Nancy Cartwright's reaction. Oh. She is oh. so great at that. She's like the She's guy. Like, when she goes, oh, God. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. She, she reminds me, like her skill of freak out reminds me of that guy from Seven that has the yeah. suit on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Good example, if yeah. If you had the two of them. Also in from the Alien, same time, Alien 4. Oh, that's right. Yeah. He was. And he got an alien in yeah uh, yep, sure. that too you know that's why every time but nancy cartwright up, i say that yeah <laughs> when, I think, when i think nancy cartwright i usually think two movies i think three movies because she was in the birds as a little girl oh, oh really? uh, but she was also in uh invasion of the body snatchers which yeah. was almost on my list too that she was, was one of the last ones that wasn't yeah affected when right? they're shaking her they get you Pleasant's while you sleep like, looked, at, yeah. looked at her mm-hmm. and oh she, so good he was like oh, oh yeah she lived through it yeah, supposedly yeah, until he pointed at her and screamed. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so the alien, the and it's like a baby alien, you know, and pops that, out of his chest. thing grows quick. Exponentially, you know. What's and, your what's your favorite stuff from Alien? Um, favorite scene? I, or I, is it the chest-bursting scene? Well, it, probably the chest-bursting scene or the one um, where Dallas gets taken. Uh, and because he's sitting there with the, the flamethrower. Yeah. No, that's... The one looking for the cat. That's Harry Dean Stanton. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was a good one. It was... But I'm rippy and wet. That's one thing that I always silent. remain yeah. rem- this with the chains, the aliens the chains yeah. in the water mm-hmm. were shaking. Aliens and always had that wet industrial, even aliens, industrial, industrial like wet feeling metal yeah. kind of. But I'm with you too on that Dallas scene where they're they're tracking the uh, the motion detector yeah. and they were like, "It's right in front of you! It's right in front of you! Get the yeah. hell out of there! You're yep. going the wrong way!" And then yep. he turns and just. Boom! His yeah. arms are outstretched. And yeah, everything. and and I and I think honestly, that's probably the only time I've ever seen the aliens with its arms outstretched like I'm that. I've never sh- seen it reach for anybody before. Yeah, maybe in the later ones, probably in the uh, in Resurrection, mm-hmm. it might. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think the alien was only on film for like four minutes total, maybe. Probably. And see, my favorite thing, and it's uh, it's something different than you guys, is when uh, when it's just Sigourney, and mm-hmm. at the end, where she's prepping. I love when she's prepping the escape pod. Right. And you think she's free, and she's petting the cat, and she gets down to her like underwear and everything, and then she moves and uh, realizes that the alien is on the escape pod. She's already destroyed the ship, so yeah. she has no choice. And then she immediately runs in the closet, and how she like slips on the suit and everything, and she... We get to see her do this like uh, uh, in the second one, obviously, but she blows that airlock, man, yeah. and just throws him out. Yep. I think the second one was is probably on my list of top ten movies of all time. I think the second one was damn near a perfect, perfect oh, yeah. movie uh, in almost every way. Yeah. Just, uh, just, that scene, pa- just, yeah, just that scene. Yeah, just that scene. You know, just how it goes. It keeps going and going and going in every scene, like. Searching for Newt is is a major scene, and then finally getting to the ship, and Bishop's like not on the platform, and then they get back, and you're like, oh, everything's good, but then the 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 like movable crane, yellow crane that she gets in, yeah, and uh, get away from her. That's a pretty bitch. Like just, scene. Oh, oh my yeah, god, absolutely. it just keeps going and going, and you, every scene is more intense and more intense. Yeah. And what's interesting about the the kind of progression of these, it, it goes from what. People will always think of the first one as a horror movie. You know that first oh, yeah. one's a downright horror movie. It just oh, yeah. happens to be in space. But the other ones were, were, were action sci-fi movies. Who made two? James Cameron. I was gonna. I was just about to say that fight scene at the end reminded me of Avatar. Oh yeah, yeah. Huh. When, when uh, Stephen Lang directed. Yeah, yeah no when Stephen Lang was in the <laughs> huh. suit. Yeah, very true. 
And there is something, and I, I always uh, thought that there's something really creepy about space. Like the same with space, the same with underwater, you know, and the same with no one hears your scream. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, well, there's nowhere to go. <laughs> you know, yeah. There's there's nowhere to go. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's why I think space and underwater, underwater yep. and the old west. Yeah. Those are three things where you can't go anywhere, yeah. and you're it's solitary. You're kind of left, left with what your, you got. You're left with what you got. Yep. You really are. Yep. Alien man. Yeah. How about zombie leper Indians? Oh, Ooh, now you're zombie just... leper cowboys versus Indians. <laughs> now you just Cow- like they're both zombies. And can't yeah, and them. they're going and they're fighting each other <laughs> <laughs> in space. You know how you, you, you know how you kill a zombie leper pirate? <laughs> I have no idea. You shoot him in the arm. <laughs> <laughs> you, you take his uh, booty. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's crazy. Yeah, you've gone off the rails. <laughs> all right, Dave, what do you got for number four? Is it me? Yeah, okay. Um, all right, this one, it qualifies as a movie, but it's actually a miniseries. And it's actually a television miniseries. Wait, oh, wait, wow. What? Oh, I know what you're talking about, yeah. <laughs> no, this is it's a movie. It's too damn good to not be No, no, a movie. Th- this is a I'm movie. I'm curious. It just uh, happened to be. Salem's Lot. Oh, okay. We got a lot of Stephen King here, man. I love it. Yeah. I mean, I would have guessed it. Yeah. There would have been a lot of Stephen King. Yeah, two Stephen Kings on yours so far. Yep, so far. They're you got other Stephen Kings. Kings on there? I don't think so. That was the two? Yeah. I don't have um, any Stephen King on me. You have... No. no. If you're a vampire movie fan, oh. this one is great. God, man. This is what you want the vampire to look like. Yeah, they, they can really, be all suave and stuff. They drew a lot of from the Nosferatu yeah. uh, mm-hmm. look. Yeah, see, I don't, I, I don't really remember this one. This well. is the scariest vampire, in my so opinion. Good. I really? think so. You I don't see him for, for like... Until the till about I don't even halfway through the first part. Yeah, halfway through the first part in the kitchen. It was a two part miniseries when it busted through the kitchen as like this small Mm -hmm. like like robe or something. It was like a small bundle of something. Yeah, and And then it grew grew in the kitchen. Really, and it was scary as shit, man. I mean, this was done by the. Excuse me. This is done by the great Toby Hooper, yep. uh, who went on to do uh, Poltergeist, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Funhouse, a lot of uh, great horror movies. But uh, he. This was starred a lot of TV actors in it, but really good ones. Uh, David James Soul. Mason. James Mason, so was good. Great. David Soul, who played... Starsky, uh, right? Starsky, yep, Starsky. Uh, Starsky and Starsky and awesome. <laughs> Oh, yeah. It was like a Cuda. Was that yeah. the car? Uh, it might have been. been. Yeah. I got one on here with this, a Cuda. <laughs> <laughs> Take that how you want. <laughs> um, go ahead, yeah. And that guy was good, the Starsky. Oh, David yeah, Soul was, was awesome. I don't know if I ever saw him in another movie again. To be honest, with I you. probably yo he was in Magnum Force. And who was he? Was the, he girl, was the main the girl was famous too. You were in Magnum Force though. He was yeah, he was the main right. cop. Was, yeah, uh, the girl in it. Yeah. Oh, Bonnie Bedelia. Bonnie Bedelia. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Bonnie Bedelia. The aunt of Macaulay Culkin and famous for uh, Die Hard. I liked her huh. needful things. Oh, I loved Another her needful Stephen things. King yeah, yeah. You had to, you got to work them in there. King Pot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or but, two. Yeah. Hey, you can go back and listen to one. Price. If you really do want to hear Stephen King Pot, we do have some uh, in our listing here. So That's you go right. check it out. We'll talk about all of them in depth. Um, but how old, when did this movie come out? 70. It's got to be like 77, right 78, maybe even 79. It's possible. Because I remember them replaying it sometimes. Oh, yeah. It was scary I mean, as a kid. They replayed it in elementary school. That ending on it when they were actually in oh. when they were in the basement. Yeah. The goddamn room behind them. Yeah. The vampire was the scariest goddamn place in the whole thing. Really? Like remember yeah. the little like wooden room? Didn't they oh, yeah. have to spend the night in there? No, I don't think he had to spend the night oh, in there, Jeffrey, but they had to go in Jeffrey, there. Jeffrey uh, what's his name is in this movie? Uh, oh yeah, uh, uh, Juliet Lewis's dad. Juliet Lewis's dad, Jeffrey, uh, Jeffrey Lewis. Lewis. Yeah, he, he was, was really awesome. good. He was there was a gr- the great scene with him because he gets hired 
by the uh, by James Mason oh, to, move to deliver the the crate that actually <laughs> contains the vampire. Mm-hmm. And so they they show him they show them in the moving truck, and the entire moving truck gets super cold. Like, what the hell is going on oh, here? Wow. What is in that thing? This shouldn't be this cold. And they couldn't even touch it. They oh, like wow. put their hands on it, and they had to pull it away. The point where they finally delivered it, and they delivered it in one of those old school up north, oh. like uh, you know how every back basement that has like that has those, oh, like the those old doors, yeah, 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 has yeah. those doors that open up, and you and they literally brought it down there, and they were so scared that they were like, you forgot to uh, to unlock it with the keys, and they didn't even go back. They threw the keys down there. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but eventually it ended up infecting uh, Jeffrey Lewis he, and, when he uh, was in the graveyard. That was a crazy yeah. scene. And then it, it got the little kid, which was very creepy as oh, us as little that, kids. That was a scene. That scene. Was- Scene bothered you? No, that was the Terror Isles scene, wasn't it? With the little kid knocking at the door. Uh, knocking at I don't the think there was any uh, Salem's Lot in Terror in the Isles. Oh, probably not. Yeah. Unfortunately, I don't know why. I just remember seeing that scene before I saw the movie. Oh, really? Yeah. Maybe for it was some on reason. the trailer or something. Or my dad yeah. showed it to me. <laughs> it's possible. This is what your brother's going to do. You're talking about the scene. <laughs> you talking about the scene with the two brothers where the one brother showed back up at the house. Back up at the house and was like knocking, He's like out knocking a on the window. window. Very like Lost Boys, but creepier because yeah. you could tell. Unlike Michael, who was just flying. Yeah, yeah. You could tell this kid had fangs and everything. Yeah. And not thinking his brother was anything that was going to harm him, just opened that door and he just floated in the house oh. and just infect him. Man, it was really creepy. But yeah, that end sequence where they uh, they had to go in and actually mm-hmm. kill the vampire, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they had got the the holy water, they got the stakes. This was like when this hadn't been done in twenty movies already. Right. So when they like breaking into the church to steal the holy yeah. water, and then they go down there, and not realizing that everyone he had infected was in the room with him. Oh <laughs> and, wow! And there's a great scene where his back, uh, he's got his back to the room, and you don't realize there's other people in the room, and uh, they're slowly coming out of the room to get to get him, so they don't have to. They're dealing with not only like craziest looking vampire i mean pull the image if you haven't seen some a lot pull the image of the 19 like uh 70s version of the uh the vampire or check out our facebook i remember page looking I, at yeah I, I put it on our compilation photo oh, was it on there yeah yeah okay and it was just it's creepy the, as hell the blue motherfucker. that gave me nightmares for sure now, the look it's been a little bit since i've seen this but didn't they fast forward at the end and like they were in another country, like doing some shit. That's an interesting thing. I think that they actually might have done that, where he was doing something like that when he was in like. And a, then Bonnie Bedelia showed up, and she was a vampire, and it like maybe I don't remember that, but I, it's been a little while since I seen it. I'll have to rewatch. I, it. This is a I great it's a three I, hour movie too. I've it's seen really it, but fabulous. I was reading some stuff online, and some people were talking about that. You would scene never, and I couldn't remember. It. You would never know that this was a like TV miniseries too if you just watch it on Blu-ray or DVD. Yeah, there wasn't much blood to no, it. There but, wasn't much. But it, usually you could tell, you know, they had those. Yes, yeah, exactly. Uh, it, like it. Was you, it, you could was tell it commercial was, uninterrupted? Maybe? No, because there were there were spots were you, there? Could, you could tell. You could if, tell you were, if you were paying attention and you knew what it was, there was some odd cuts there that bore for commercial breaks. Mm-hmm. But it, it held up. Comes back and repeats the same scene yeah. you just saw. <laughs> <laughs> it held up because it had that tonal thing that was uh, going on in all these 70s movies mm-hmm. that really kind of made this one of the upper it's echelon they would vampire think of movies. It going, I mean, they probably thought, they probably wanted to keep it at three hours yeah. and didn't think it would do well in the theater at three hours. I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah, probably. You, they weren't three back hour then. They weren't three hour. Movies. I mean, there was The Godfather, and right. uh, that was uh, kind of few and far between uh, between those. But between. yeah, that was a fantastic one. All right, my next one is also a random one that I actually watch uh, every Christmas too, and this is uh, 1974's Black Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> I love Black Christmas, man. And a weird like uh, tidbit <laughs> for all you movie fans out there: this was Elvis Presley's 
favorite movie of all time. He watched it every Christmas, and when he died, just to show homage, his entire family still watch it every year. Really? Uh, and this was a. It was another great story I heard about. This was. Uh, uh, Steve Martin. This was one of Steve Martin's favorite uh, movies, huh. and uh, he had seen it like thirty or forty times. He really? Told the one of the actresses he ended up working with later in his career, and he, he was like, "You were in one of my favorite movies," and she thought it was one of her like really high end kind yeah. of movies. He's like, "Oh, Black Christmas." Man. Yeah. And uh, have you seen Black Christmas? I don't. You know, I I, I think I'm getting it mixed give up us, with the. Give us uh, the synopsis because I'm on the. Fence so here. Black Christmas took place at a sorority house, and what happened is there's a serial killer in town, and they. Uh, uh, what happens at the, almost the very beginning of the movie you can tell that they're about to start Christmas break and they're showing all the uh, the, the sorority girls packing and they're uh, packing up some of them are staying the uh, one there's two major kind of uh, well there's a couple major actors in this uh, one of them is uh, uh, Margot Kidder who's uh, oh, nice. uh, who's uh, no uh, Superman Lois girlfriend. Lane. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to be a dick about it not give her name man she, uh, she just died <laughs> Yep, she just it died was, like last year. Was, Super sad, man. It was ruled a she suicide. Was, yeah, she she had uh, uh, she was bipolar and like didn't know, didn't take drugs d- for like didn't, years. Didn't even realize there were drugs for it for years. So just wow. kind of dealt with it on her own. I could just imagine how horrible that would have been for oh, her. Man. Uh, so I don't know how long she had been dealing with it. Maybe in 1974, she came on this playing like the alcoholic sorority girl who was just really <laughs> funny. But the main girl was the. Uh, the girl from It, the one that played the adult version of the girl. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, she's like a British yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, actress. Uh, remember, she's the one that he had to put on the bike at the end yeah, and yeah. rode around with her and everything. Uh, and uh, She was really great in this. And the cop in this was John Saxton, who was uh, famous. He played uh, he played the dad in Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Nancy's dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, who came back and repetitively played him in like Nightmare on Elm Street 3. Oh, okay. And then he came back for New Nightmare. He was really good. I love John Saxon. He's, yeah. I see him in a bunch of different stuff. So what happens at the very beginning of the movie is you don't realize it. It, ha- it happens even before the movie in, uh, uh, even started that the serial killer is in the attic. Mm-hmm. He's in the attic of the house. And at one point... He, attic of a sorority house. Out of the sorority house. And at one point he Typical. comes down and snatches a girl and brings her up in the house. Oh, shit. Brings her up in the attic. Yeah. And kills her, wraps this uh, cellophane like bag around her... Uh, around her like head and uh keeps it there for the whole movie and in the whole entire movie she is in the window upstairs in the rocking chair with it with her mouth like like grotesquely yeah. open yeah where everyone could see if they just looked up right and yeah. saw it right. she's in the window and yeah. they don't know where she is the uh they're getting these really crazy obscene phone calls like obscene for like today's standards yeah like where they're using like i, I can't believe they got away with some of the stuff where they're like talking about uh he he comes on with three different voices sometimes he uses a woman's voice sometimes he uses a little kid's voice very disturbing yeah now, one of the things i remember most about black christmas is how really disturbing those <laughs> prank calls are huh. uh where like he's ta- he's calling and saying I Elvis he's saying sick- like stuff like i want to <laughs> i want to lick your cunt and cut you wide open and do all this crazy Ugh. stuff and at first mario kitty's going along with it and, and like ah that's your you're not ingenious huh why don't you go down to this sorority they'd be into that type yeah, of stuff yeah yeah not realizing and this is the first time this has been done in a movie and it's been done several times after the killers in the ah, house that the calls are the coming calls from inside, yeah. the house. inside oh, the house that, another great yeah. 70s movie that when a stranger calls with yeah. uh, carol uh awesome could easily have been on this but that was kind of the first time that was done was black christmas and all during this they're uh they she, they eventually call the police and they you've also got the father of the girl that's upstairs looking for her so he's showing up and, and they know uh, that a serial killer they know a serial loose. killer they end up going on a search through town and they find a little girl dead in the park 
and not connected. It is connected, but they're not one of the sorority girls. So they know a serial killer is around. And uh, John Saxon gets somebody to tap the line, and uh, they got to keep you on the line for at least like two minutes. And they, uh, unlike when a stranger calls, you actually see the guy at the telephone company running down the aisles trying to look for the lines that are dinging you. Like, you don't ever see that type of stuff, and it's right. really interesting. Yeah. And uh, so they continually get calls. They're also continually to kill people. The den mother uh, is looking for a cat and sees the open attic. That's another thing. The attic is open the whole the time. The whole time, it's yeah. It's like an open fucking thing. <laughs> they never search the house. They ne- they search the girl's room, but they yeah. never go through the whole house top to bottom. And if they did, they would have found him. Right. Uh, so the den mother goes up there looking for the cat, snatches the den mother, hits her in the head with a hook, and it's like a hook hanging out of her head. Oh, so man. So now he's got two bodies up there. And then he eventually ends up coming. He gets balls. You don't see much down. of him, right? You don't see him at all except for his eyes, and his eyes are creepy as hell. Really? Uh, and to the point where at the end, he, he, he it ends with him still up there. Oh, wow. <laughs> he's still up there. And no it, shit. And it like, does the wide shot of the house, and she's still upstairs in that fucking no window. No shit. Uh, and they remade this movie. I'm not sure what how good it was. 1974. Really yeah. great. This Christmas, you guys come over yeah. and watch it because it's really, really Yeah, I, I think Here's I... hope and presents in that. Yeah. Now let's watch some disturbing yeah. We'll watch and this in Krampus. Uh, yeah, right? By the fire. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I was getting it confused with the uh, Tales from the Crypt episode. Oh, that's another good one. Yeah, that oh, watch so that. That'll be good. the three-peat. Watch Whoa. that one, too. That was a great one. <laughs> so, yeah, All Black right. Christmas, man. Really fabulous one if you want to watch something at Christmas that's not quite Christmas. <laughs> well, since we're sticking around the holidays, nice. I'll go ahead and stick with another Surviving one. Christmas. That's yeah. not hard. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll go, we'll go around October and uh, set it up oh. for some Halloween. Oh, yeah. Halloween, man. Yeah. You, you, you're going old classic yeah, yeah well good, and, and i actually you can't leave these off the list no right, yeah. you can't and no. i'm not blaming him because i like talking this about is them. timely though with, with, <laughs> with a new one coming out october right. 19th i'm counting down uh, that's awesome. i'm like xing out my old school calendar home <laughs> and this is gonna pick up where number two left off this is gonna pick up with number one pick uh, left off oh it's wow gonna ignore everything it's gonna ignore number two and three yep yeah. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Nine. I don't even. Know. Yeah, <laughs> three, they're all good. Well, I love, but three was the only ones that didn't. It stopped have... having seventies feel after three. Yeah, yeah. But I love four and five. Four and five with the little girl. I'm sure they're good. Uh, with Danielle Harris, the when girl she from Hatchet Two. Yeah, yeah. When she and she ends up. I think she talks by the fifth one. The fifth mm-hmm. one she starts talking. But yeah. I love that four and five. Really good. Yeah, and, and then H two O works great. Resurrection was great. They yeah. were all great. No, and actually, I just realized every every movie on my list is all sequels. Yeah, you know, there's tons of sequels to all of them. That's funny. Oh, um, we, we got all the remakes. And, uh, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, and also, well, you got some remakes too. On well, there. no, I don't. The Rob well, Zombie, right? And that's what I was going to say is I made that note because I really enjoyed, you know, because you said earlier about the remakes. Yeah. Like, I really enjoyed his remake. The first of, one, yeah. The second well, I, one was horrible. I liked the second one, oh, but man. but I see you're the guy. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, <laughs> they were but, looking for you. Yeah. <laughs> hey, they, they wanted they, to do an interview. With all you. they <laughs> needed to do was check out Fascinated with Films. I'm right here. But they didn't uh, want me to talk about it. I shit on <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, I really liked the remake of that, and um, it was good. But that the problem with I have with Rob Zombie is he's always coasting on someone else's coattails of uh, of amazingness. You know? Sure, it, even House of a Thousand Corpses was a complete remake of yeah. uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and uh, a lot of his other ones. Then when he did start going off with like Lords of Salem and stuff like that, just, eh, just yeah. weren't as good. You know? and Lords of Salem was all right, and the clown one that, uh, that came out somewhat recently, I hadn't seen it, but it, it I don't was think I right. saw that one. I saw um, his latest one. It's like 24 hours or 30 hours. No, the one with the numbers. Yeah. 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 I think that was the clown one. Oh, that's right. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. It had the dude from Greece in it. Yeah. 
And he uses that. What I do like about him is he uses a lot of those 70 actors. Right. Obviously, they were a huge influence. Yeah. The two directors that I can think that uses so much 70s actors and are majorly influenced that you can, like, see it. It's like a slap in the face Mm -hmm. is Rob Zombie and Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. They they love their 70s movies. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. I think Zombie is too. If you watch House of Thousand Corpses. I just didn't realize Like, with uh, using Sid Haig and using uh, um, Karen Black in a lot of, in, like, House of Thousand. Karen Black's the mother. Uh, yeah, the one that shot Bill Mosley. Uh, uh, Bill Mosley. Uh, uh, Bill Mosley was more of an '80s kind of horror guy, but uh, and then you also got the guy from uh, from Henry, the one, played the cop that he shot in the head. Oh, that's right, that's yeah. right, Henry. Henry, I love nah. that. I only recently saw that like two years ago. Disturbing your shit, time. man. Yeah. That's the one that I remember. We watched it. You were like, I, I can't show my wife this movie. <laughs> <laughs> There's certain movies I was like, yeah. Eric's like that too. I, I had mentioned. Uh, I was going to put I Spit on Your Grave on this, which I absolutely love, but we're going to do a revenge pod in the next few weeks, and it's definitely going to go on there. And this, the, I Spit on Your Grave is a very tough one for people to watch. first 40 minutes is tough. Yeah. Or 30 minutes. Yeah, the first 30 minutes, because uh, not to get into this, uh, this movie, but it's a woman who's like brutally raped by like five guys, but then she's like, the, the rest of the movie is like this superwoman empowerment movie, and a lot of women love this movie because it's, it's her hunting down and systematically killing all these guys that have wronged her. Mm-hmm. But go ahead. Let's talk Halloween first. <laughs> this is also one that uh, dealing with somewhat of a revenge, you know. Yeah. Well, and also definitely mental illness yep. or possession. I don't think I, mental, I, mental illness. Yeah. Well, I don't know, man. Mental illness can't keep you alive while somebody stabs you in the eye with a freaking nine-inch sewing needle. Yes. Like, I mean, there's there's a possibility <laughs> that you could be alive from that. Yeah. I mean, you have a more of a uh, an argument from one to two that it's possession. But if you right, were just yeah. looked at it as number For, to one, to be possession, you have to prove the existence of God. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, They've been trying to do that for a while. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, so you have Jamie Lee Curtis, who was absolutely yep. fantastic Jamie Lee in Curtis, this. PJ one Souls. of her first. Oh right? yeah, one of her first. Who was? I think um, Tara Train might have. Tara Train and Prom Night were around the same time, but I think no, Jamie they were Lee after. Curtis. Yeah, Jamie Lee Curtis. Prom well, Night. And who, I, I'm oh, trying to remember the guy's name. Who's uh, Donald Pleasance? Yes, thank you. I couldn't remember. Great Donald Pleasance. That's they where all their money went. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say that's where probably eighty percent. There's of their a phenomenal went. documentary about this movie. It's like mm-hmm. a two-hour documentary. These guys were John Carpenter, Dean Cundey. They were straight out of USC and just went out there. Scrapped as much money they could uh, do together. Realized that no one had done a movie titled Halloween before, or right. even about the subject matter, and just kind of went off on it. Yeah, and it's it is what it is now. Yeah, to the point where he just he just tweeted yesterday that he's finished with his new score for the new one. Oh, really? Uh, he just redid the whole score and changed that it a little bit and everything. Was and, great. It, it, it's like six like days. So many six days. So many other movies. It's just like. It's simple, tonal. You know, it's just and bum, you can bum, bum. you can as soon as you hear it, you know exactly what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. And like, I mean, I think most people know what Halloween is and everything. I mean, you have to go. I mean, you can go through yeah. all of it, but we, we can talk about a lot of our main favorite scenes here. Yeah, um, I, you know, I'll tell you, and it's not like a super scary or brutal or anything like that. But one of my favorite scenes is where um, he's watching them from behind the hedges. Yeah. You know, and he's just standing. Yeah, he's books, yeah. he's just standing there. You know, just just staring at her, and like I don't know that that really yeah. creeps me out. There's for another some scene reason. that's just like that when he's hiding behind the uh, the freshly uh, dried linen in the backyard. Right. Yeah. yeah. When you see yeah. him behind the oh, sheet. I know that's one of your start, favorite type uh, deals too. You yeah. know. I, 
And it's such an easy thing to do film-wise. You film them there, you yeah. film them not there. Right, exactly. Then, but for some reason, that bothers people yeah. because that's their nightmare. Yeah. You know, that there's somebody in their back room or there's someone behind that hedge and you can't do a simple thing like just walk down the sidewalk. And it's, right. And it's, I think the reason it's creepy that it's during Halloween is Halloween is one of those times where some weird shit can happen and people don't really think twice about it. Yeah, like yeah. You can walk down the street with yeah. a mask. Right. Or you can play a prank on not somebody. Anymore. Yeah, not anymore. You gotta be crazy to let your kids go out there to a stranger's house to pick up candy. When you even think, when you even just say it what Halloween terrible. is. It sounds terrible. It sounds horrible. Yeah. I mean, take your kids to the Remember mall. Remember the take scare, to the, like when we were younger, that story was in the news about the people that got razor blades and yeah, oh, candy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they found out it was the Our dad parents checked one all the, our food, our, all our candy. To make sure the wrappers oh, yeah. weren't poor perforated yeah. at all. Yeah. And we, we got an apple one time. She wouldn't let us eat it. Yeah. yeah. There, it was also <laughs> like, a time. I had a whole bunch of candy. I'm not eating an apple. The, the, kids, <laughs> that, the kids that do go trick-or-treating, mm-hmm. which I'm sure they do, they do it in the light. When we went as kids, it Ooh, was pitch black. Oh, yeah. It was dark. Yeah. It was pitch black. In Massachusetts in October, it's pitch dark at five o'clock. Yeah, right. And there's leaves everywhere. It felt it like Halloween. Was it was yeah. one of my favorites. Yeah, it was fun. As a kid, for like five or six years, we lived in a pretty awesome. safe neighborhood. And, I even uh, went with John Christian like years after we stopped going. Yeah. We got a couple rubber masks. Oh, yeah, and went out as like. 16 year olds, 17 year olds. Like, we stopped going 13. Yeah, yeah. I think that's about the age. My favorite trick or treating story, and it's very quick, is one year, two friends of mine and I, we came up with the idea that we're going to go trick or treating the day before Halloween just Mm. to get extra candy. So we went around and told everybody that we were going on a trip the next day and Uh, we were going to be flying and couldn't trick or treat. So we just hit up like the whole neighborhood for candy. They gave you candy? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, not the whole neighborhood, but a bunch of people did, you know? And so we got got double Halloween. You want to hear something really crazy? Is I went to CVS this morning, Halloween candy's out. Oh, I I saw something that like they have Christmas stuff at some place. Oh, that is crazy. I don't know. I don't get. I they, saw. Yeah, it's even Halloween trying to is all expand crazy. like just to make more money. They well, retail's dying. You know, retail. I mean, retail's dying. Yeah. It'll be around for a little while because of the convenience of yeah. it. But yeah, so they're just. If doing you can go on can. Amazon and get something for a lot less money. That's what we do. Yeah. yeah. Why the fuck would you go to? <laughs> so what's again? what's your favorite scene? Um, I like the scenes when he's in the house, like with the girl that. Was naked in the bed and she has PJ sheet. Sells, and she's yeah. like, yeah. When she gets the boyfriend, you got yeah. your ghost. Yeah. <laughs> and then the, you get my he beer? had that sheet on and he was like, or he got has the guy's glasses, glasses that he on. killed yeah. downstairs. Right. The guy he killed downstairs and you we've talked about this scene a bunch of times. Yeah. Um, when he stabs the guy, against, pins him to the wall, and pins him with the knife against the wall. Yeah. And then he just tilts his head like dead sideways. Yeah. And it was really just creepy. Yeah. You had never seen that before. And then you told me later on that he did it because he saw his dog do it. Yeah. The, the guy and the same guys huh. uh, what's his name Nick Castle played yeah. the shape and uh, the same guy who uh, and he's also playing with the new one mm-hmm. which is amazing I put oh, wow. him on Twitter and he, he posted a lot of pictures of this and that so it's so great that they got him back because that uh, wasn't a big job security job no, yeah. he wanted to, he was their buddy it was it, he yeah, was on the course. set it was right. like us using Wallace or using Weisberg and something that he just happened to be there and he was like you're gonna be here you're big you're tall you're menacing you're, said, you're, you're wearing the mask yeah uh, sweet. Yeah, <laughs> my favorite. I, I go between two scenes that I really like. I, I really love the scene where he, uh, as a little kid, kills his sister with the uh, with oh, the, the ingenious thing. mask over the camera lens, mm-hmm. and when they're hiding cuts in the. Uh, I've watched the movie several times in commentaries where they show where the secret cuts are and everything, and then when he just stabs his uh, little sister there, I thought it was amazing. But I love the uh, the girl who dies in the car. Uh, that's babysitting and she's going to go into the car and uh, 
she get he's in the back seat already, right. and then she does that kicking, and she does that like horrible like like death look, gurgle, oh that, yeah, like right to the uh, to the window, and then kind of slides down. That's always Ugh. was uh, creepy to me, man. Yeah, that one holds up, man. Yeah, and our mother even told us that it, it kind of ruined her for babysitting. I bet I'm sure it ruined a lot of people for babysitting. Oh yeah, uh, just. Do you How remember creepy we it was? Tormented our babysitter. Oh yeah, uh, all our name? babysitters. Sherry. Sherry. We t- it, we told her she was scared watching one movie one night with us, and so I went out the back door and put the ladder against the house up <laughs> to the second story bedroom window. That <laughs> turned us into something bigger, though. Uh, it turned into something bigger because we told her and she was freaked out. She called the cops. Oh. So the cops pulled us aside. I stayed to the lie the whole time. And <laughs> like. Uh, I don't think it was Sherry. I think it was the other girl. Because remember, her parents showed up with her other sister, and they yeah, sat with us. Yeah, it got out. Of, we were just trying to mess with them. Right. I didn't know it. You didn't tell me. In fact. <laughs> I didn't tell yeah. I didn't tell you. Because you, so you were something you did. I said I thought I saw. Yeah. I said, I got to split the brain around. <laughs> <laughs> well, at some point, you were. it was more a self-preservation of, I'm going to get in trouble if I if I feel TV it. Right, I'd yeah. rather them think there's someone looking in people's windows oh, and they're getting in man. trouble for it. So I, yeah, didn't, was, I didn't know for years afterwards. That, that was a bad thing. I fucked did. me up too, man. Yeah. <laughs> Way to go, Dave. <laughs> out there touching lies, man. Anywhere I can. <laughs> All right, what do you got, Dave, for your number three? Number three. This was one of those movies that I'm pretty sure you. it was on the list of stuff you shouldn't see. And I got a couple. This one's The Hills Have Eyes. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. And it ruined me for driving cross country in oh, like, the West. It, I still, won't. still, I won't do it. I've Fuck done, that. I've I won't do it. with. Yeah, <laughs> if I don't, if it says no gas station next two hundred miles, yeah. which I yeah. have done that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's scary. You better have the Andrea best and I, car. Yeah, Andrea and I drove her old ass Chevy. Um, what was it? Something or other. Corsica or something. <laughs> from the University of New Mexico, whatever one's in Las Cruces, yeah. to Carlsbad Caverns. Yeah. And then we like, had to put like eight gallons of water. And it was right near White Sands Missile yeah. Facility. And it was just just the middle of nowhere. Nah. Scary this, shit. This was bad. Why don't you tell us the main premise? A family, for some reason, decides to take the, <laughs> the, the in their RV. They're tr- I think they're trying to go to California. Yeah. And they decide the old man is a retired cop. The grandfather. Yeah. Because it's like three generations. It's like right. the grandfather and grandmother. Yeah. Then there's like... Then their, there's their, their kids, kids and their, their kids, kids. And then babies. Their kids, and then yeah. their couple, kids. And the baby. And yeah. the baby and a couple of uh, awesome... Not looking. many famous people in this other than uh, no. uh, D. Wallace. D. Wallace. Uh, E.T.'s mom. Yep. Well, actually, it's Elliot's mom, not E.T.'s mom. <laughs> uh, and then you've got the great John uh, or uh, the Berryman guy who ends up. Uh, he had uh, the gas station uh, attendant. Was, no, the, I've uh, seen him before. He, too. you've seen him before, but I'm talking about the uh, the kind of guy with the misshapen head. That oh yeah, yeah the weird guy science. with some weird science. Yeah. You have a lovely home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he had an issue. I know he didn't have any sweat glands or something, but there was something else wrong with him too. Oh really? Uh, but he, <laughs> he was fabulous. I would in imagine. This. And this was done by the great Wes Craven, we should mention. That's right. one of Wes Craven's see, early movies. So this is one of the yeah. ones that I have not seen the original, but I have seen the remake. The remake I liked was the remake. phenomenal. The remake. I, I yeah. was this, blown this might have away. been one of the best horror remakes of anyone. And yeah. they both hold up. I own both of them. Go, go back and watch the yeah. original. You, It'll feel like, oh, I got a second chance to watch yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I bet. It, it stays along the storyline pretty good. The one element of the second one that I like even more than the first one is the first one in the original one. They end up, uh, they end up just driving off the road by accident yeah. and they fuck their own vehicle up uh-huh. in the new one they they throw those spikes yeah, yeah. across the thing and right. intentionally yeah. screw them in up. the new one they which might even be the more new one ha- he, the guy goes into that 
made up town they use for missile testing. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And they spent a lot more time too. there, and yeah. that stuff that was creepy. Yeah, that was oh, creepy. Yeah, yeah. Cool. and uh, like that, that little that girl one. that turns around and she's like, "Mister, would you play with yeah. me?" Like, yeah. oh man, it was good, man. I was damn creepy kids, man. I'm telling you, man. <laughs> like The Shining, those creepy yeah. kids in the goddamn yeah, hallway. those two and twins. It, and like a lot of horror movies, when the, when the locals say "stay on the fucking road," yeah. you stay on the you goddamn. The first off, road. it means you're on the wrong goddamn road. Yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah, should yeah. probably just turn around yeah. and yeah. go back the like, other way. Who thought it was a good idea? Yeah, I have a lot of problems even the, with the people. That, even the Munchkins told you not to get off the elephant road. Look what happens? You got fly monkeys there. Yeah, fly monkeys. Trees throwing houses, dropping on people. Trees throwing apples at you. What the hell? Have we learned nothing <laughs> from cinema? <laughs> Don't you hear the music? <laughs> so yeah, so but it had they had there was two great um, German shepherds. Yeah, I remember that from them more than anything. I like those German shepherds. But then you've got like w- what's actually going on is you've yeah. got a group of what they were like cannibals. They were like cannibals. They're like a family that lived there. And got exposed to radiation during yeah. the missile test. Right, because they didn't leave. Because they, they were just hill people. Well, you know, you know that from the second one, the remake, though. But you don't really re- know that from the first one. Oh, really? The first one didn't have anything about the uh I think the, the old missile man... Oh. Unless he mentioned it. it, maybe. They didn't show anything like it. that. Yeah, they might have. Like because they did see those jet planes flying they, by at the beginning. That's what did. kind of initially made yeah. them lose their... I mean, and it, it, it was... A 70s movie. It yeah. had oh, yeah, that feel yeah. the whole oh, time. They dressed all in 70s garb. Yeah. Um, the creepy part was when the old man buys it at the gas oh, yeah. station. That that might have been the. Uh, oh, you mean the uh, no when they tie him? Oh no 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 when they tie the guy up to, when they tie and they, and they, they like, light him on fire him and, and light him on fire. Oh, that God. that's like the the most disturbing. The grandmother part in both the movies. She oh, won't believe sure. that it's him. Yeah, that was that was even more disturbing. That's not that's not my Bob. That's not my Bob. And oh, she keeps going in like hysterics and everything. And uh, I I love when they uh, when they. They're gonna eat that baby. Yeah, they're gonna eat that baby. <laughs> or when they're eating the dog, and they're like, "What? You too good to eat dog now, or something?" And oh, uh, wow. man, it's really disturbing. They, That's crazy. They cast a really good group of uh, I would eat a dog. people. I think. Wait, what? <laughs> you like dags? You like that? I like dags. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I like Chinese food. <laughs> uh, but I like when movies where a couple of the kind of heroines get get over on mm. the uh, on the bad guys, and that's what had to happen. You know, there yeah. were two survivors. There was a guy and the girl. Uh, I don't know if there were. Was it still a guy and a girl that survived the the sequel or the remake? I think there was, yeah. or else it was just the girl. Well, in the in the old it was version, the, guy and the girl, I think. Yeah. yeah, it was the girl from Lost. I know that, and then it was. Uh, I I know there was a guy in the two, but uh, the blonde girl from Lost yeah, was yeah, in, the, yeah. in the sequel. Mm-hmm. But uh, the the ingenious way they did it in the uh, in the old one was remember they filled the RV with with the gas. And then set up like this, like really cheaply rigged thing where they oh, taped the right. matches to the bottom <laughs> to of the, the door. door, the door. Yeah, and they put, I mean, <coughs> and conceivably it could work. It could work. And then they also remember they uh, uh, after they had blown it up, they attached some weird wire kind of to uh, 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 they got it around that guy's legs and. and Ran it around the kind of the uh, the wheel. Oh that, yeah, yeah, that yeah, dragged yeah. him that. Uh, like a half across the desert, uh, and really just ended up pissing him off. Yeah, and, and then it ended up ending with them on the uh, on the rocks. Remember, they hid the baby at mm-hmm. some point and mm-hmm. uh, had the. The guy went just like ballistic. The guy looked just like it was like a Nicolas Cage like lookalike with the, uh, <laughs> it wasn't Nick Cage. <laughs> yeah, uh, who had to like just go off on the guy with the uh, with the knife. Oh, and then Barryman got it in the back of his Achilles. 
Remember, he couldn't Ooh, walk after that. And they that showed they showed the bone just rough. popping out oh, of it and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they used all the cheesy blood and everything that they had it's back still, in the day. But it, it, it really effective. it held up, man. A lot of people still find Cannibals that pretty creepy. Is a, yeah, that's another one of those subgenres. Sub yeah. like if th- there isn't too many movies out about it, but it's really bone creepy. Well, there was this one that came out a couple of years ago. Bone Tama. Um, no, it wasn't that. <laughs> yeah, it Have was, you seen that yet? No, no. Um, you don't watch movies, dude. Justin. We've been. <laughs> We built it up pretty high, too. Yeah. So. He's like, I got a life. Yeah, not much. Um, <laughs> no, but there was one a few years ago where it was about this uh, group. Probably watch more newer ones than we do, actually. I'm New- sure I, I try and see the newer ones now. But, um, yeah, it was these people had gone, and they basically get, like, kid. They, they have a plane wreck. And this tribe comes and, like, saves them. And then all of a sudden they realize, like, they're not saving they're not them. Saving they're they're putting them into a giant cage. I, I It's like Red Inferno. Huh. Oh, um, wait, wait, wait. I think I have heard of that. Yeah, or The Green Inferno or something I know like a, that. I, I know there's a movie called Inferno that was Dario Argento from back in the day. I'm wondering if that's a remake of the Dario Argento hmm. one. It may be, huh. but... Interesting. Oh, yeah, so, Hills Have Hills Eyes, have man. Eyes. Well, this one, speaking of uh, of old school 70s and that great kind of like super red blood, when I think of that kind of stuff... I think of uh, 1978's Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. Oh, nice. I love Dawn of the Dead. Not quite as much as I like Day of the Dead, just because I think Savini this is really... This the soldier's uh, one? No, that was Day of the Dead. Okay. This was the one where it was uh, the... Uh, you have the... It starts right off when Night of the Living Dead uh, ended, and they're in the newsroom, and they're trying to get the news out to people of what's going on. And you have the one helicopter pilot and one of the uh, the producers for the news show kind of flee on the roof, and they get away. And then you have another group of the, the soldiers uh, or police SWAT team that are infiltrating this great hotel, and you're, you're starting to see all the zombies, and you get to see they're really kind of... Uh, Tom Savini, who's the makeup artist on this, and uh, he got really great chops on this movie, but he really took it to the next level by the time Day of the Dead came out. But uh, they got the the blood came from. Like, they put 3M. more chocolate syrup into his. Blood. Yeah, well, they took they, <laughs> uh, they they used 3M blood, you know the uh, the the ink from 3M. Oh company. my gosh! And so that's why it looked really red. But he got really good at taking chunks out of people's arms and people's necks and everything. But you had the two SWAT team members, the big, huge black guy, and then the smaller white guy that escaped from the hotel tell and they end up getting connected with those uh with the the news crew people mm-hmm. so you've got four people you've got the woman and the guy from the uh the radio station or the tv station and then you've got the two cops and they end up going into the mall they they fly they had their helicopter and they realize that they could go into the mall and they could put trucks in front of the entrances and everything and they could just live in the mall huh. and uh the whole movie basically <laughs> John, orange julius yeah right yeah, <laughs> yeah and the whole movie basically takes place in the mall and i should say that the, the remake was not bad of this with it, ving uh, rames with the one with ving rames yeah oh i, I like that one uh, yeah John Leguizamo was in this uh, one? I think, no. no that was land of the dead that was land of the dead. no yeah. this was the remake to dawn of the dead it also had the guy from modern family it was the first time we saw him in oh, anything right. and he was really good sarah Pauly was in it and at that was the scene in the the new one. The very first ten minutes of the new one might have been one of the best scenes from any modern horror movie, hmm. where That's her husband movie. turned and is like chasing her through the house, and oh, she has to okay. escape through yeah, the bathroom yeah, yeah, window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and she's running through the yard, and you realize that it's happening in everybody's houses everywhere. Yeah, and and she just flees, and then they end up going into the uh, the mall. Similar. Yeah. Uh, but this was definitely dated. I mean, I, I think if you were to show like our niece any of them, you would, she would probably want to see the new one because you have to really be into the '70s kind of schlock kind of movies because there was a lot of cheesiness in this because. 
I bet what? they got the mall. Uh, yeah, well, what was great about the mall is you got to see them dealing with stuff uh, within the mall and kind of dealing with each other. And uh, nothing really happens a lot until the end, until the biker gang gets wind of that they're in the mall. And Tom Savini... Uh, is they one of the biker yeah, Tom Savini is one of the biker gangs and everything. This is where it takes a lot of comical stuff when they get in there. They the guys that are on the top level, the guys that have been living there for mm-hmm. like six months, and they're like they're eating there and they're living there. And wow, one of them actually gets bit, and he has a great turn scene because he gets bit while they're moving a lot of the trucks outside. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they basically let the biker crew take out all the. Uh, uh, the zombies, but there's like a pie throwing scene where they're throwing pies in the faces of the zombies. Yeah. So it was a lot more fun than that that newer <laughs> one. Also, one of the elements of the newer one that I I wonder was, how much that pisses people off. Oh, in the seventies, it did. They throw little jokey things in, in the seventies. I don't think it did because this was huge. Yeah. I mean, Dawn of the Dead was like massive and uh, wasn't played in a lot of theaters because it was uh, it was really kind of out there in the uh, and Tom Savini's uh, kind of uh, stuff that he almost invented for special effects were big in this like that scene one of my favorite scenes in it was when he came up to the guy when they the biker gang breaks in and he takes a machete and just stabs the guy right in the head oh wow but Savini talks about how he it had had that cut that we used in like Sweet Sorrow where you where you start with it on their head and then you pull it out back uh-huh. and then you reverse the shot and it looks clean as hell it looks like boom yeah and you put that sound effect in there it looks really realistic so now does this have the same scene where they're on the roof and they start playing the game about shooting the celebrities uh no that's the newer one okay i just yeah, wasn't yeah, sure yeah. if that was like taken from that or added no to it. and to go off of that thing one of my favorite they things shoot about michael the, jackson someone looks like michael they jackson. shoot a bunch of people uh one of my favorite things from the newer version compared to the older version is when they're communicating with the guy in the building across from uh, right yeah, that yeah, was yeah, not yeah. in the uh, okay the older that's what version. i was wondering yeah. and i like that part of it where they were they were using like whiteboards and stuff yeah. and everything and warning each other when started stuff started going bad and they wanted right. to go save him because he almost became part of them right they would go out there and they would greet each other and say mm-hmm. hi and everything it was a really great element that they had to do it but yeah that old one just had it was just classic 70s when you think 70s you think zombies i mean the creator of zombies is george romero you know oh, yeah. and he made a, a career out of it basically i mean other than uh he he did a couple offshoot ones like monkey shines and uh uh, the Dark Half, another Stephen King movie that he uh, came on to do. Tim- Timothy Hutton. Uh, Timothy Hutton. But uh, basically his whole career has been Night of the Living Dead, Day of the Dead, Dawn of the Dead. Oh, wait. Land of the Land, Dead. Uh, first it was Night of the Living Dead, then Dawn of the Dead, then Day of the Dead, then Land of the Dead, which was awesome. The one with Simon Baker and one with... Oh, uh, I liked it. With John, uh, John Lagazamo. John and it had, and had uh, Dennis Dead Hopper. Reckoning was the name of that uh, truck. Yep. And it had was the, great. The great uh, truck? I don't think so. Oh. Uh, what's her name's... Uh, 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 Argento's daughter was in uh, it. Uh, Asia. Uh, Asia Argento. She was so great That's in that right. movie, too. Oh, man. Uh, I love that movie. I, I was trying to think of a movie. I didn't look her up on IMDb because she was dating Bourdain. Yeah, she was dating Bourdain and, at the time. Uh, when mm. he died, I had seen the episode they did together. Yeah, and you recognized her. And I recognized her when he Yeah, said I it. always think Land of the Dead when I think of her. She's done a bunch of like Italian movies and stuff and a lot of his, her father's stuff. But uh, yeah, her big one, I thought, was Land of the Dead. Mm. Really good. All right, so that's what I got. What you got for number two there? All right, well, uh, if we're going to keep it on a kind of fun note, I'll uh, go ahead and throw this out. Piranha. Ah, <laughs> I love Piranha, man. I love I love. this. This is also one that I like the first sequel, the, uh, the first remake, at, at least. The one with Jerry O'Connell I liked a lot. I don't know that I saw that one, actually. The first one? The, the, well, the, not the, the, not the remake. Oh, I the, saw the very first Piranha. Yeah, yeah, you never saw the remake to Piranha. No. Oh, wow, no. you should see it, man. It's yeah. really fun. It's funny. I think Just Bing Rames is in that, actually. Uh, 
He's in the. I know he's in the second one. He's in 3D. Yeah. Yeah. He's Piranha in 3D, 3D or Double yeah. D. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Piranha yeah. Double D, which when is also 3D. But the first one had uh, the Christopher Lloyd was the mad scientist, but you also had uh, uh, Richard Brown Dreyfus. Ri- it scientist? opened with Richard Dreyfus in the boat. No oh, kidding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, we wow. saw this together. It was, was great. drinking beer. Yeah. That's funny. That, that first one was really good. Jared Connor got his dick bit off, man. That was, yeah. oh, was really crazy. <laughs> That's a, Lots of like carefree nudity. It was because yeah, it yeah. took place during spring break. Right. It's funny yeah. how, like, when you're a kid, the things that scare you, like, I remember being scared of quicksand, yeah. uh-huh. which I had never seen. Right, I still haven't seen still it. Still haven't. Yeah. <laughs> it's haven't a thing, ever, man. I haven't it's met anybody that's ever seen nope. it. Nope. And piranhas. Yeah. There are no piranhas in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you watch the toys. That was, yeah, that yeah. was my random yeah. toy line. <laughs> yeah. That was like Georgia or something, right? Right, yeah. They're only in the Amazon, right? I yeah, think that, so, that's yeah. What it and is. I don't think they Well, so... People. What was happening was was this was you know after the Vietnam War and they were doing Some all yeah they were doing all kinds mm-hmm. of different you know tests on things that could be military weapons <clears throat> and so they thought you know if they could maximize and you know genetically alter the piranha to make it be able to live in cold water, yeah, yeah, fresh to, water. Um, and to be able to breed extremely fast yep. and to be like you know man eating. Uh, well, yeah, and aggressive and everything like that. And I so, love this movie growing up, man. Oh, yeah, dude. Joe was, Dante. You should mention, this is Joe Dante, who uh, went on to do The Howling, went on to do that scene, that episode of Twilight Zone, the movie that we always talk about. So, uh, oh, yeah. The Burbs, mm-hmm. uh, Inner Space. What so, scene in the movie? Which the, the one where the kid can do creepy things to his family. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Joe Dante has a certain kind of element. I don't know if you've ever seen this or not, but I watched like the first 12 minutes of it last night. I watched the whole thing the other day. Oh, yeah, recently. I did too. Yeah, but yeah. no, I mean, there is a behind-the-scenes interview with Roger Corman and oh, yeah. Joe Dante. Well, because Joe Dante's a Roger Corman guy. That's where he started doing his movie. He started with Hollywood Boulevard. <laughs> and everybody else. Yeah, no, yeah, well, he started with Hollywood Boulevard with uh, his, uh, his partner there, and this was like his first one they did on his own. But he used a lot of Corman actors in this. Like mm-hmm. Kevin McCarthy, who was also the grandfather in that Twilight Zone, uh, the movie episode. He was also right. in Inner Space. He was the one buying the chip. Yep. Uh, but it also he, has he... uh, Paul uh, Paul Bartel was in this movie, who I love. Paul Bartel. I just watched uh, Eating Raw Wool with Paul, Paul Bartel and uh, Amy Warren. Or uh, it's been a while since I've seen that movie. But uh, he was also the guy in uh, Usual Suspects. He was the one they picked up, the cops picked up at the airport with the oh, diamonds. Yeah. That's Paul Bartel. You've huh. seen him in different things. He was in Death Race 2000. So he, he I think he took from the pool of Roger Corman actors right. to, to be in this. But um, Wasn't Kevin McCarthy in uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers? Yep, the original. That's what yep. I thought. Very yeah. original. Yeah. And the remake. And, and the remake. He played, a, he played a guy running down the street. They're going to kill us. They're going <laughs> to kill us. <laughs> and then he just ran off screen. You're that's like, Holy awesome. shit, it's Kevin yeah, McCarthy. That's great. He lived to be like 96 years old. Did he really? He, he did like 400 movies. Oh, I man. bet he He's did. so great. He was great. I um, really loved him. Um, so, you know, without going into the whole storyline, you know, these piranhas, piranhas... Don't get in the water. Yeah, these piranhas <laughs> get released from a military, you know, facility or whatever, and they're trying to save the camp downstream and everybody else. Um, and as they're going down the river on this, like, wooden... Yeah, it was know, one of the best scenes Huck for Finn. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know... They keep coming across people dying because the piranhas are ahead of them. And eventually Kevin McCarthy tries to save a little boy and he gets eaten and they bring him up onto the uh, raft. And the piranhas start going at the raft because the, his blood's coming through. Yeah, it starts eating the binds and they kept separating the, one the, at a time. The, the great shot when they 
did the underwater. Yeah, it's yeah. a drill. They, it's a drill sound used underwater. Oh, I love it's that so sound. It's so effective. Yeah. Oh, I love that sound. I was telling Dave about this, that I had heard this a while ago, that Universal and Steven Spielberg had actually set were going to sue Piranha. For, uh, for stealing a lot of from Jaws. And then uh, Spielberg watched the movie and friggin' loved it. Oh, really? dropped the lawsuit. Really? And decided to work with, uh, with no Joe No kidding, Dante. that's awesome. So he hired him to do, uh, because he's the producer of Interspace, he's the yeah. producer of the Twilight Zone, the movie. That's so awesome. So he loved that's Joe Dante into this. Yeah. Because that's I, what I everyone's hope is. a lot is. of lawsuits he didn't drop. Well, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and on that, on that interview I saw, I mean, the very first thing, well, actually, one of the very first things in the movie is the girl playing Jaws the video yeah, yeah, game, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, and um, in that interview, he said, he said, yeah, it's absolutely It's Jaws. an homage, you know, I mean, you got to look at it. No, I mean, he is. straight up said, like, yeah. no, we remade Jaws, we yeah, just yeah. made it small. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, but, uh, yeah, and so uh, one of the things I, I thought was cool was when they're eating at that, uh, the raft, so apparently what they did to make the fish make them look like they were oh. doing that and eating it, they put poles through these little rubber piranhas and put them through the top. So they could just go oh, and shake yeah, it yeah, around yeah. and make it look like they were coming up through. I, I thought I wanted to mention that because I figured really that cool. the, I thought you'd like that. But I love the sequel, Spawn to the uh, or uh, Piranha Two: The Spawning. Oh, really? Where they had wings and they would fly Whoa. on the water and everything. And you know who directed that one? James Cameron. No kidding. Yeah, one of James Cameron's first things he ever did was huh. Piranha Two. He's moved. Just bigger, came out on Blu-ray. Yeah. Just came out on Blu-ray like two weeks ago. A great remaster what? of it. It was cheesy as hell and yeah. not not nearly as good and even uh, even. And Piranha had, its, uh, like had its audience, and you like. I'm no, I don't know. Oh, if you, you like horror movies, you you get everything that's out there. You don't care if it's Happy right. Birthday to Me or I Spit on Your Grave or anything. Yeah. Yeah. The cheesier, the cheesier, the better. No, I just <laughs> my cousin will own every horror movie, no matter what it is, just because it's it's just fun horror. Weisberg, yeah. it adds. Weisberg. Same with Weisberg. Weisberg seems like he finds ones. That are even a different level. Yeah, him and Eric probably could could have major discussions about uh, <coughs> ones that a lot of people haven't heard about. But mm. uh, yeah, Toxic it, it was just fun, man. Yeah, it, it, was it, it was. And it went down to where they were at the summer camp, and they had to save the kids because yep. no one believed in Dick Miller, another Joe Dante guy. Oh, yeah, guy. he was great. He's in like every Joe Dante Wasn't movie. He is he? Uh, he was in Gremlins, which is also Joe Dante. I didn't mention his Jeez, biggest wow, one. His yeah, biggest movie, yeah. Steven Spielberg production, was Gremlins. Uh-huh. But remember, he was... Uh, also in uh, the Burbs, he was one of the garbage men yeah, in the Burbs. Right. Yeah. And, uh, so he tries to work those actors. I love uh, directors that can try to work those like character actors in a lot of their I, stuff. If I was an actor, I would be very loyal to someone oh, yeah, that yeah, would yeah. put me in. Especially when their you're movies? just coming yeah, in. Yeah, absolutely. And like, Dick Miller's a Corman guy. He he had been in the Terror with Jack Nicholson. A lot of people forget right. that Jack Nicholson was a Corman guy. He he was like the biggest Corman actor for the longest time. Huh. Uh, you get what you can take. Yeah. Oh man! And if anyone out there has not seen the, uh, you should come over and watch it sometime. I have the uh, the Roger Corman documentary, which I goes that you saw was so great. It, was huh. really it goes into all the uh, all the movies that Corman did or helped produce and everything, <laughs> so. and it goes into uh, Piranha and it goes into Hollywood Boulevard, The Terror, Little Shop of Horrors, all those movies. <laughs> he would and shoot one movie during the day. And then he would use the same set. Yep, at he would night. just change shit to shoot around <laughs> to shoot a different movie. I love really? Ho- Hollywood Boulevard. Had... It's one of my favorite Corman Joe Dante movies. But I also love Humanoids from the Deep. Was a great one where these that sea creatures came remember. out and would have like sex with people and then slide back into the like, ah, water. <laughs> <laughs> but here he, Corman man. Uh, yeah, and he just would he would make uh, he didn't give it 
shit about production design. He just like as fast as you can put them out, we'll put it out there. And if it makes it, it makes it. Sometimes it didn't. And there was a uh, he interviewed Jack Nicholson was one of the main people they interviewed during the documentary. And one of his fi- my favorite lines from there, and he says, and accidentally he would make a good movie every once in a while. Yeah, <laughs> not any of the ones I was in, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, really fun, man. Yeah, so Piranha. I mean, there's, there's not much to say about it. It's, it's just, great. Go see it. <laughs> All right, Dave, what you got for number two? So this is the definitive movie that when you were young in the 80s, there was a few movies that you knew you were never going to be able to see. Everyone's parents said Everyone's no, parents universally maybe said no. It wasn't yeah. like, except maybe <laughs> Justin's parents. But you couldn't go to your, because a lot of times if you could, like if you wanted to see Robocop, you could find a friend that had Robocop. Right. You wanted to see Which is exactly friend. what I did. Yeah. <laughs> but if you want to see this movie and that movie, parents might not let you see Porky's uh-huh. or that. But you would uh, find yeah, like somebody Like our, our parents, like we said before, yeah. were more concerned Texas with. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Ooh. This is so sad. You could not find. I've never seen the original oh Texas Chainsaw God, Massacre. Dude. I almost oh watched it Stop last night. Stop yeah, I almost watched it last it's night. It's so good, man. I, I know. It holds know. up big time. I will probably it's watch it tonight. You should, man. Creepy. Yeah. yeah. And to tell you, of any one movie we've had on these list, I think it, it epitomizes the 70s as far as tone goes, mm. I think. And it damn near could be a PG 13 yep. movie nowadays. That's what they were shooting oh, yeah. for right. back then. And it originally had a. Very X-rated. little blood. Wow. Almost no blood. Yep. Very little Very blood. little blood. Yeah. It was all done off camera, but it was creepy. Yeah. It was probably the creepiest it's, movie ever made. Now, really I've creepy. seen I've seen the... Leatherface. Well, yeah, I've seen that, and I've seen the scene where, yeah. you know, he's at the door, and he hits him over the head oh, yeah, with the yeah, sledgehammer, yeah. Oh, yeah. like, because that's... that's about the bloodiest scene. Right. There's violence. Yeah. There's just it's not violence. blood. But right. that's about the bloodiest scene, mm-hmm. is when he gets hit with the hammer, and he... Huh. Like, well, when he, when, he, when he drags the woman in there and puts her on the hook. But you don't see a whole lot of blood. You don't. Uh, I'm talking about just like blood. splatters no. you'll see and everything yeah. like that. But but I know that that's one of the more infamous scenes from that movie. Is yeah. just the boom, you know hit him yeah. with the sledgehammer and that's that. You that know? and the hook probably are the that big the things. No. But this movie takes a turn, and I don't know what I mean. You could talk about as much as you want, obviously. But uh, the kind of movie makes a shift towards the end. You know when she uh, comes across the guy at the gas station and he brings her. Oh home. yeah, and it almost gets even more unsettling. That the scenes. The scene in when they're having dinner around the table yeah. up to the time she jumps out the window yeah. is fucking creepy. Yeah. Mm. And talk a little bit. So we've got like, a, if you haven't seen the original, you've got a group of kids. Road trip. Road trip. They just happen to, one of them wants to see their childhood home that they used to spend summers at. Yeah. Uh, in off the small it was little like, town in Texas. Yeah. In a little creepy small town in Texas. They stop. And they just happen to come across they the They stop wrong at a gas station place. and the guy's like, you shouldn't be out here. Yeah. You, you yeah. should just keep, take these girls and very, just drive away. Very much like uh, Hills Have Eyes. Yeah. You, you don't listen yeah. you don't to listen. the locals. You should listen to the locals. You yeah. listen to the locals. So they go to... They that go to look fine. at the place, and they split up. A couple wander yeah. off, and then one's couple, in a wheelchair. One's in a wheelchair. Even more disturbing is the, the hitchhiker. They pick up a hitchhiker, and it, that's where the oh. that's where the creepiness starts. Because this hitchhiker, they talk. He works at the slaughterhouse, and uh, you can tell this guy's not dead right, animals man. in his thing. Mm-hmm. And he talks about how they kill him and everything. But you could tell, like, get this guy out of the friggin' van. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> poor choices back in those yeah, days. Yeah. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> trusting, but very they, trusting. One of the one, a couple from the party find this house and they yeah. like knock on the door. I don't know. I can't. Still don't remember why they did. They get lost when they went to the lake. Yeah, I think so. And, and they, just, they, they just found house. a neighbor's house and knock on the door and, and no answer. But they the just door, decide to walk in anyways. In. And huh. there's like all these. How you'd never like, do that today? Not in Florida. Hell Stand no. your ground. Stand your ground. 
I tell you what, there's someone on the other side waiting to shoot somebody. Mm-hmm. Like prays every day that you yeah. kill somebody. I'm telling you. <laughs> I don't want to be a story in an after school special. No, this hell is, no. <laughs> but they walk in the house and it's got like danger signs everywhere. There's like taxidermy animals like yeah. on the wall. Nothing like, but taxidermy. That's Feathers one thing, everywhere. Man, you know, and I don't mean anything against people who live in the country. You live in the country. I live, I live in, the in the country. You, you know what I mean? What you say about my kids? Yeah, I feel you. <laughs> you know, but that's the thing is like, especially in that type of scenario when you're far away from everything. Don't go just messing with people's shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Like, uh, No one can hear you scream. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? No one will know that you've disappeared because there's nobody around for 15 yeah. acres. The, you know? You would imagine, like, where that shift took place. Yeah. She thought she was safe. Right. Coming back to the she gas station. She finally got away. She talked to the guy earlier. There's an intense, and this is my favorite scene, really, is there's, there's an intense scene where she's, she's wheeling the wheelchair guy through the woods. And trying to, uh, yeah. they don't think anything's wrong yet. They mm-hmm. they know the other people have disappeared, but they're just trying to find their way back to the vehicle. And then out of nowhere, like a really shocking thing, uh, uh, Gunnar Hansen, who plays uh, Leatherface, just appears out of uh, out of nowhere. They just light him up, and he's got he's already got the chainsaw yeah. raised. And everything. Oh wow! And she has to run, and she runs for her friggin' life, and. Uh, Eventually, yeah, runs to the gas station where she had seen the guy earlier, and uh, and he's like, "Don't worry, don't worry." But then he goes in the back room and comes back with a sack with a with a string. Oh, <laughs> and shit. you realize you in this. Oh, fuck. And the weird, th- I think the reason why that scene bothers me around the dinner table. I hate it when someone's being tortured or is in complete fear and everybody else is laughing. Yeah, yeah and it's completely comfortable and, and like okay with it. Yeah, it's disturbing as fuck. Their stuff from it's like God. Yeah, I can't. It's it's because that's out there. She starts screaming and they start laughing and screaming yeah. with her yeah. and everything. And Leatherface wears three different masks yeah. in the movie. He's got mm. the mother one and he's really meek. He's got an old one. You could tell at the beginning of the movie he seems like this vicious psychotic killer. But then by the time they get to the house and around the dinner table, he's like this whipped boy yeah. who who is just kind of uh, mumbling and stuttering and everything. That right. all three of the brothers are just like uh, uh, like beating him down with a switch and saying, "Go in." there go get your grandfather yeah and the grandfather i found is played by this like 18 year old kid and they put this like intense makeup on him and really you see, and you see him yeah. and he, he looks huh. dead he looks almost like a statue it's and everything like and it's some flesh and you don't realize he's alive until they end up cutting the girl's finger and putting it in the grandfather's mouth and he starts sucking the finger yeah. oh, and it's really creepy. that's one of Dave's that, scenes that's just that's, he, he mentions uh, that a lot the whole goddamn scene yeah uh, that's the one that bothers they, me they talk about the girl on the hook didn't bother me as much as watching that old and man and then they drag finger. they drag, oh, the, they drag this huge bucket over and they put it like underneath the grandfather oh, and they drag the girl over there and hold her and they were like grandfather's gonna kill you and they put a sledgehammer in his hand he says like, he used to he's killed thousands of people He no one killed like grandpa yeah and he's so out of it that he can't even hold the the thing they put yeah. it in his hand and it just keeps falling out and they put it in his very hand frustrating and it keeps falling out. right yeah it's very very frustrating to watch it and then it just it ends on such a I, if you haven't seen it you should, no, go you ahead. should yeah, watch I, it but the, yeah it, it ends like she she gets away uh onto the the highway yeah i've seen that scene but it ends with uh with her end up getting onto the uh on the pickup truck and driving away but uh, no one ends up dying in the family, you know, and they're still out there and they're yeah. still doing their thing. And Leatherface is in the sunset, twirling around, yeah. and spinning around with the uh, with the thing. He cuts his leg. That was a really that was the only thing scene. that really happened. Yeah, he ends up cutting his leg. Uh, and they did a good shot of it because they oh, had yeah. like fat coming up. Oh, it's really gross. From the but mud. there's something horrifying about 
the idea very similar to like Black Christmas where the killer does not get killed. Right. There is no resolution. They're there to do this next week if they want to. Yeah. <laughs> you know? um, now, you know, and I, I, this is supposedly based on a true story. Parts of it are uh, based on Ed Gein who used to wear the skins of uh, uh, of people that it wasn't he even his victims. It was like from he robbed Gravy. Yeah, he was a really? robber. Did, his stuff. mother died and he kept her alive. There's the like house. three movies right. that are loosely based on Ed Gein. One is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. One's Psycho because really? he used to dress up his mom, the way yeah. he used to dress uh-huh. up his mom. And then one of his Silence of the Lambs, the Jamie Gunn type character. Really? Who would make suits out of What's the women. The yeah. So yeah. all three of those movies, and even like I said, I'd House of a Thousand me. Corpses was a straight up kind of remake of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. You just didn't call it that. Yeah. Uh, House of a Thousand yeah, Corpses? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was... Definitely. It was awesome, though. I loved it. Oh, yeah. I saw it three times in the theater. Yeah, it was awesome. It, it, it had been a while since something that intense had come out. <laughs> hey, <so>. goober. Yeah. <laughs> that was when party, his... party, goober. That was when... <laughs> she uh, had chaps on her asses. I like to out. get fucked up and do fucked up shit. <laughs> <laughs> right? She was great in that movie. That was like the only movie I could stand her in, though. Was that Sherry Moon? Yeah. If he ends yeah. up putting her in too many movies, that's the downside with him now in his recent movies. Is don't keep He loves horror stuff. movies, though. Yeah. That's for sure. He does. I appreciate it. But his, one of his favorite movies of all time is uh, Evil Dead 2. I really? think he said that as one of his favorites. Huh. He goes nice. back and watches. All right, so this next one, I watched this last week on with my uh, my wife, and she actually loved it to the point where she was like, you got any more 70s horror? And I was like, who the hell are you? I said, <laughs> I said I'll, I'll put as much as you want. Yeah, right. <laughs> I got as much, and I love this movie. And this was another one where it was nothing really violent or horrifying happened, but it was disturbing, and you were like, you're just difficult to watch and see things, how everyone on the scene in this town seems crazier than the main guy. And this is night, and this was one I mentioned has the worst remake ever kind of created was uh, 1973's The Wicker Man. That, uh, that Nicolas Cage garbage movie was so bad. I think it's got like a 2.5 on IMDb. I wouldn't be surprised. I've seen really bad. I've seen that. I haven't seen the uh, original. The original was so good, but it was all about the cop goes to the island. It goes okay. to the Scottish mm. island, all filmed in this one Scottish island and everything. And uh, he's like this devout Christian, and he's going around town. And he's immediately seeing everything which he would consider heathenistic, mm. and uh, uh, no one it was in England, right? Uh, the original Scotland. Scotland. Everything was filmed. They even thanked the people of the Scottish island at the beginning of the movie for uh, for taking part in this. Oh wow! And uh, so he goes there, and he goes there to investigate the uh, someone had reporting a missing girl. Uh, and I'll ruin a little of this movie for everyone uh, because kind of uh, it was in, kind yeah, of it's, it's been out for a long uh, time. So he goes there searching for this missing girl, not to realize that they actually called in the missing girl themselves because they wanted to draw him into the town. Yeah, and so he gets there and he he's trying to do this investigation, and it's nothing but people who are like, "Why are you here? Why are you investigating us?" And they're all very strange. They're mm. all laughing at him, and they and no one's taking it very serious. And he's seeing all these like very wicked. And like uh, activities, like a lot of very like uh, like dancing naked in the uh, in the circles around like mm-hmm. the very Wiccan type stuff uh, that are going on here, and it's all ruled by Christopher Lee, who is really young in this movie. And for what I hear, he did this movie for completely free. That he just loved this story. And oh he, wow! He, to the day, I, he says that this was the best role that he ever did in his uh, career, mm-hmm. and he loves it. And I love this movie. He was it's so great. One, uh, yeah, and the main guy. Uh, uh, from this, he plays Scatamanga and uh, uh, the, the man with the golden gun. gun, three nipples. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the main guy was the guy from The Equalizer, the original the TV show. Uh-huh. Uh, he got famous for uh, that. And he was also one of the old guys in uh, uh, Hot Fuzz. 
No, he was one of the old guys at Hot Fuzz that was behind that kind of ritualistic uh, yeah, type yeah, stuff. Yeah, oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Edward something, I can't remember yeah, his last yeah. name. So he's going and he's seeing the schooling. Some of these girls are really cute. That girl that yeah, the girl the, from also the from Man with a Golden Gun. Uh, oh, she was a Bond girl. Uh, Brett huh. Eckland. Uh, Brett Eckland uh, was in it. She yes. was really great. And there's a weird scene where he's sleeping at night and she's in the room next door, completely naked. Like, shows like vagina and everything. I'm surprised they got away with what they did. So she's doing this ritualistic, like, dance from behind, but you can see everything. Mm. Uh, and she's, pounding on, the, she's pounding on the door and everything, and she's doing this dance. And the next morning, she's like, I was trying to get you to come over. Uh, uh, last night, why didn't you come over? And he's like, well, I'm engaged and everything, and I, I don't believe in premarital uh, sex or anything like that. So they were trying to get this very virginal type guy there, and they, yeah. they really did. And he ends up wandering into the classroom where uh, – Like if he had sex with her, he, they would have sent him back? Uh, like maybe, like yeah. I would think that I would think that they probably wouldn't use him because they really needed him yeah, yeah. Uh, as a sacrifice right. for what was going on in the town. They, you realize that they were they, their crops weren't as good as the year before, and they were worse than the year before that. <laughs> yeah, uh, and uh, <laughs> there's people out there that believe this shit. But absolutely, then, he keeps showing this picture of the girl around, and they were like, "No, I've never seen her." But he's looking at logbooks, and her name's right there. He goes to the classroom, and they're teaching about uh, they're teaching about sex ed, and like the, and really a real right. weird weird way. And he's like, what are you teaching these people? And he's like, I'm going to report you and everything. And they were like, what are you talking about? Uh, and they don't think anything weird about it. They're all – they've been living in this town. But they're all talking about this festival. And they were like, you need to leave before the festival. Mm-hmm. Giving them the opportunity. Right. Uh, and saying, uh, you, if you don't like this, you're not going to like the festival. Because that night he went out and they, everyone's having sex in the yard, in the graveyards and oh, everything. Wow. And, and so it's very strange what's going on. And like I said, it's got that 70s tone to it. And it – uh, they're all kind of driving him in the direction they want him to go uh-huh. until the very end that he ends up being part of this like uh, ceremonial parade they're doing and he puts on this fake kind of uh, garb and as part of it and uh, at one point could. they bring the girl out that he's looking for and he takes his mask off and he found I found you he says and, and the girl's like uh, get me out of here these people are crazy and they take him through the tunnels and everything and on the other side Christopher Lee's just standing there with everybody <laughs> waiting for him yeah. and they, they bring Break it down to him like it's, <laughs> I've been set up, yo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they break it down to him like we needed you to do this, and you did it. You did this. They're explaining like basically the whole thing, right? And like now you're gonna be the sacrifice, and they they take him over the ridge, and you see his reaction before they show the audience the wicker man. That's yeah, up there, which is this huge 200 foot. And there's a lot it's of like, like, like it's like, it's wicker, but, but it's, it's almost like that. What's that festival? Burning Man. Burning, Burning man. man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, it's got in the arms, they got animals and everything. And there's there's a lot of folklore that maybe a lot of animals actually died in the production of this. But, I heard that. Really? Uh, it was, I tell you what, that end scene with all the animals crying yeah, and stuff yeah. was super fucking Ooh. creepy. It was. Yeah. And he's he's up there praying and everything. And, the, it, and, and, I was and, and they're, they're, they're like swaying back and forth dancing. and dancing and singing. And they love the fact that he is just burning to death on yeah. camera. Well, uh, and it's, it's very girl, disturbing, yeah. man. See, I want to know how their crops came in the next year. I'm yeah, yeah. Sure they were, <laughs> I know. I'm sure they were great. Because... <laughs> You know, they they had to have based that on something. It had to yeah. have happened at some time. And this uh, this goes to a lot of these seventies movies that weren't driven by violence or uh, or blood. I, I don't know if there was, was any blood. There might not even been a drop of blood. Yep. Uh-huh. Until they burned him to death at the end. Yeah, except yeah. for that whole burning. Yeah. yeah, except for that. I mean, you know. <laughs> uh, See so yeah, the Wicker Man. I, I can I watch this regularly, man. And I love it. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad my wife really enjoyed it too. What do you got? Number All one. Right. Number one, I think that this movie, from when I saw it, scared me more Ooh. than 
any movie I've ever seen. Now, is this probably on most people's top five horror movies of all time? I would definitely say all that. Right. Yeah. And uh, I watch it every couple of months. Jaws. Oh, Jaws. Yeah, I watch it every year. uh, It's my 4th of July movie. movie. Yeah. No, I actually actually go to sleep to this movie sometimes. To make you you feel better? I guess then when they're out in the ocean or something. Yeah, you're an ocean and fishing guy, so this definitely would be, uh, makes sense that it would be your number one. And, well, you know Paul and I grew up pretty close to where this movie was supposed to take place. I guess it was, thank you. Call it Amity. They call it Amity, but, but it's, it's basically it's Martha's Vineyard, right? They're all the same, yeah. similar. And uh, this, and I said it before, this is the first movie that gave me nightmares. That yeah, I scared oh, yeah. The shit out. There was yeah. a shark attack in on Cape Cod two days ago. That really, I killed somebody. Yeah. Eric even uh, texted me. He said, "Did you hear about the shark attacks we got up there?" That's yeah. crazy. I said, I "Yep." Mean, people still think those aren't happening, yep. man, and you got to be careful. I've spent a lot of time in Cape Cod water. Yep. Cape sure. Cod yeah. in the summertime, sharks will be there. Yeah. So you got to watch yeah. out, especially at night, which. I, I, Who's that, doing that night night You know, I have never. I, I was talking with Kelly about this the other day. I have never in my life gone swimming in the ocean at night. I have, and I'm Because of this movie. Yeah. It's we, not a good idea. You don't know what's there. We sat on our balcony in San Diego, actually, La, um, La Jolla, which is right outside that's on the coast. Mm hmm. And we watched some dude put a wetsuit on, and he swam. You're crazy, man! Like a mile and a half from one side of the bay to at the night? other. No, during the during day. During the day, yeah. Uh. But just in that in that uh, Southern California uh. water. Yeah, that's that so has, stupid, has all man. Those goddamn sharks. Yeah. Well, that's... see, what I enjoyed when I went to uh, Hawaii was uh, the water is so goddamn clear that you could literally see for about <laughs> 200 yards. You yeah. could see something coming uh. towards. It's coming. You. We got. Yeah. 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 That's, that, well, that's <laughs> yeah. that's the only because problem is sharks are fast, yeah. man. You know, like they move slow, but when they need to yeah. move quick, and I just. I'd yeah. like to say that the water up in Massachusetts is very uh, blue and uh, crystal clear. Yeah, it right. is not. You yeah. can see a foot in front of you. You can see a foot. Luckily, yeah. Oh, that's that's. I mean, that's how it is here at Crescent Beach. It is. It is. You and know? it's cold as fuck. Yeah. I remember when we go with the park. Remember the oh, yeah, sand yeah. would be a oh, yeah. thousand degrees. Yeah. The Hottest water, sand has ever been in my life is up yeah. in The water is <laughs> so hot. Yeah. Like burn your feet. Yeah. You'd have to like. Yeah. But we used to we used go, to jump on like strangers like oh, blankets, uh, flip flops, yeah, and they understood. Oh, yeah. They were like, yeah. oh, I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First of all, why are you not <laughs> wearing sandals? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Why didn't we have yeah. sandals? That was stupid. Yeah. But uh, we used to go out real deep. Yeah. And oh hit yeah. Body surf. Mm-hmm. I mean. Yeah. No, I used to even, do that. Even after watching Joss. Yeah, no, I used to weird. do that. I used to go out off of you know like right here off the uh, St. Augustine Crescent Beach, and I remember like being out to where I couldn't touch the ground. And if I went underwater and, like, tried to go down, there was at least, you know, a few feet there. You know what I mean? Now, granted, I was 10 or 11, yeah. but, you know, that's good shark bait, you yeah. know? <laughs> oh, they're, they're, I remember when I moved down there, they said, if you've been in three feet of water yeah, you swim more than 10 times, you've yeah. swam with a bunch of sharks. I bet. Yeah. I'm not surprised Guaranteed at all. we've all been close to yeah. sharks and, and not realized yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, that we go uh, snorkeling. Yeah. We went snorkeling. Actually, we went snorkeling and got um, scallops with Maria and her family. Yeah. And so we went scalloping, and then we got on the boat and did some fishing, and that's when she hooked that big four-foot yeah. shark. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah. Like yeah. 200 yards from where we were all yeah. just... Yeah. Like, and you... It's whatever. They're not. They're not really. Worried they're about not it. as aggressive as they show in the movies for the most part. There's no great whites off the coast of uh, Steenhatchie. Steenhatchie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. So there I, are some big ass bull sharks though. Yeah. 
Oh, and hammerheads. We've seen yeah. hammerheads yeah. out there. Oh, there's bonnets. Oh, yeah. 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 But uh, I assume we all know Jaws. Yeah, so, I, I don't uh, think why, there's... Why don't we talk about some specific scenes here? Um, let's see. Favorite scene is the uh, part where they're sitting around at night and they're bonding over their scars. Oh, that's Dave's favorite scene, too. Oh, yeah, is it? I didn't, I didn't know. No, you can both yeah. be. I'm I sure you can find... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you know, the Indianapolis scene? Yeah, that, yeah. I mean... I mean, um, Robert's... Robert Shaw. Shaw. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One of his greatest roles. All three of those guys. Robert Shaw, uh, Roy Schneider, and Richard Dreyfuss, man. They yeah. just came together. Didn't we watch Jaws 2 recently? I did. I watched I it. I watched oh, wait. I did it. Yeah, because I, I did it on one of our pods. The nautical one pod that we did. I yeah, put Jaws right, 2 on there. Right. Yeah, I came up with something the other day. I sent Paul, and I said, you know, I figured it out. Jaws wasn't just randomly killing these people on the beach. It turns <laughs> out. Theory? Yeah, no. See, what it turns out was, was that... His mother, Jaws's mother, was at the USS Indianapolis, <laughs> and those those sailors killed Jaws's mother. So he spent his entire life trying Looking to find Quinn, Shaw. you know, yeah. and that's what the whole thing was about. And he finally found him up there, that. and he had to he had to draw him out <laughs> sure. to deep water, you know. So I'm gonna make a Jaws prequel. It's gonna be all so, yeah, about the, that. The whole Indianapolis scene was uh, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. I mean, the way he just explained because that movie that. was kind of in two parts, really, when you think about it. Oh yeah, like before on on the uh, the orca and then off of the orca. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I. What about you, Dave? What do you? Um, the chaotic scene when when they put the ransom up for the fish, yeah, and everybody was out in their boats. Some people yeah. had like dynamite. Oh yeah, and there just there was a thousand boats and a thousand actors. It just looked like the most chaotic. And scene a lot of the yeah. real deal guys that were on the island too, like that guy said, they're yeah. gonna wish oh, your mother's met, that didn't make yeah. your father. Yeah. That was the real deal guy, you know, mm-hmm. man. And uh, I, I love uh, when he pulls the tooth this. out of the when boat. He, when too. he pulls the tooth, and he sees uh, what's his name's head yeah. kind of floating ben by Gardner. Ben Garner's ben, yeah. uh, boat and sees his head. Man, that's a creepy scene. Yeah, man. that made me jump when I was a kid. That mm, would, that oh, might have yeah. been the scariest scene for me. Uh, the roast too. Yeah, the roast. That was great. Uh, I liked the uh, the autopsy scene with Richard oh, Dreyfus when when he comes in and he takes that sheet off of yeah. the yeah. box of remnant. And you know, you know he's seen some shit like, before, too. Oh, can I have some water, please? Take Thank up, you. Uh, you know. Go to YouTube and pull up the uh, the Carol Burnett uh, parody of that. Oh, really? It's also a really great uh, John Bellucci parody of it, but uh-huh. the, the Carol Burnett one with Tim Conway parodying uh, Jaws is so funny. Oh, yeah? Really? I yeah, didn't yeah, even really, really that. fun. You should check out the uh, SNL Richard Pryor the Exorcist. Too. Oh, that was a great. <laughs> yeah. the, the bed is on my foot. The bed is on my foot. <laughs> that was a great one. Ray Newman played the possessed yeah. girl. Yeah, it was really fun. Uh, there's so many great scenes in this movie. Oh, yeah. uh, for me, I I love all the stuff uh, where Roy Schneider is just kind of uh, dealing with the fact that he does not like the water. Right. And uh, I love Murray Hamilton, another kind of uh, actor in this movie playing the mayor. Mm-hmm. You know, that just makes bad decisions and goes down. Uh, just in total down denial. As, like the worst mayor ever. When he's like, my kids were on that beach too. Yeah. You know, and uh, just from beginning to oh, end, he it makes really his was. wife go in the water. Remember? Oh, th- not his wife. It was the other, the couple. Oh, yeah. that's yeah, right. Yeah, that other yeah. couple. No one's going in the water. Going yeah. in the water. Well, I'm trying to get a base tan. Yeah. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> what an asshole. Oh, God, man. It, it yeah. was, it really was John a perfect Christian movie. Quote that movie. It's like, oh, I got these. Ah, uh, why? Uh, <laughs> no, every time I see that now, all yeah. I think about is you. Ah, yeah. uh, why? It really was it's a perfect a movie shock. from uh, beginning why? to end. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So no, nice. that's my that's my number one seventies horror yeah. movie. Can't go wrong there. How about you, Dave? Number a one. Woman. 
Oh, the Ooh. old man. Nice. I totally forgot that was going to be on your list. It's here, all man. for you, Damien. Oh, I remember that scene. Oh. It was just. I love the stuff. That's the first David time I, I hated Rottweilers. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I remember Creepy. when mom got her Rottweiler. Oh, like, you had one. Yeah. My mom oh, yeah, had yeah. one. Really oh, sweet one. Though. And really I was sweet. like. I think it's trying to tell me to kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> what was interesting about that Rottweiler is that Rottweiler did not like certain people for no reason whatsoever. It did not like Ethan, and it did not like uh, Christina. When huh. Christina went over there, it would give Christina looks and kind of would growl her, but he loved me. Really? And when well, I went he, over there... He liked me. Uh, we uh-huh. knew him when he was a baby, though. When I went over there, most animals and kids love me for some reason. Like, they will come to me, and every kid wants to sit on my lap, and every dog wants to lick my face. Uncle Polly. Uh, Polly. Yeah. Or is it the other way around? I don't know. But... <laughs> Dog wants to sit on your face. That's <laughs> not where I was going with that. <laughs> this pod has been censured. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, so yeah, the Omen man. The Omen we watched really young too, and that was another one that had directly with like uh, uh, with Peck, the church. Right? Yeah, Gregory, Gregory Peck. Peck. You got Lee, uh, one of his later roles. Really. Uh, yeah, one of his later ones, and it's got uh, Lee, Lee Remini, I think, in it. It's also got my favorite is David Warner as the photographer who kind of oh, figures yeah, it yeah, out, yeah. man. I just uh, remember Dad would, if we misbehaved, I remember calling us Damien every once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know who the probably creepiest person was was the uh, the nanny oh, that they got. No, hands down. Hands down. She oh, was, yeah. She was good. When, when she was... Uh, when. And you saw the scene coming. It's one of those things where you see a scene coming, you know exactly what's going to happen. You see the lady trying to reach the plant. Oh, the yeah, staircase, yeah. Oh, right. And then you see the little kid in the room riding his tricycle around. Yep. And you can see the maid's face. Yep. The door was shut at that point, oh, yeah. but the maid was like... He let him out. Yeah. <laughs> she let was him like, out. Go. She was like, this is what's going to happen. Yep. And he just sped right into her. Yeah. yeah. That little kid was creepy as well. Creepy as oh, hell, yeah. man. I love the idea that, I mean, when it came down to the... When they lost their baby at the beginning of the movie, and yeah. the nuns Don't just literally kind of, uh, <laughs> we got a baby right here. We, yeah, there yeah. <laughs> you go. Uh, one of my favorites is when him and David Warner go to the cemetery mm-hmm. and they dig up the grave, and oh, what yeah. they think the uh, uh, they see like the baby, uh, not only the baby, but there was also a dog that and like baby like gonna... jackal or something is what they were called. The original huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. during childbirth, there was a jackal. Yep, and they huh. the, it could have been one of the dogs. That was yeah, there, it's true. I, I loved all the stuff with him and David Warner going. Yeah. When they went and met that Bugliosi guy, yeah. and when David Warner lost his head with that oh. uh, with that with the sheet gold. of glass, well, glass yeah, uh, that was very oh, final destination. Right? That yeah. photography stuff was great. When he took a picture of the oh, priest, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it had that line going yeah. down, and then he ended up getting that during the lightning, lightning storm. Strike. That lightning rod came down and impaled him right through, oh, him, just God. like the photo. Yeah, and then where uh, where uh, Gregory Peck is. Just comes out to David Warner at some point and he says, "You know, this doesn't really involve you if you don't want to be part of it." And mm-hmm. He says, "Actually, it does." And he shows him the photo where it slashes right at his throat. Yeah, not thinking that later on in the movie, when uh, when Gregory Peck throws those like uh, knives. those knives that Bugliosi wants him to stab his own son. Uh, ritualistically in the church with oh it's just like God. I'm not gonna do it and then David Warner goes and picks him up and just leans down and that slice of glass comes off that back of the uh, thing it just slices I love how it does that flip yeah. and falls down uh, good detail great all the way down to the very ending man absolutely where he's hauling that kid <coughs> screaming and crying into the church that's, to yeah, do it that's uh, the, now it's been a while since I've seen this movie the end the cops are chasing him and he gets the kid on the altar. Yep. But they show the gun go off. 
but you don't know what happens. Well, you know he's dead because it ends at his funeral. <laughs> Oh, that's the right. last shot of the that's funeral right, is right. with Damien at the funeral turning around and that's looking right. at yeah, the camera. Yeah, smiling, yeah. Uh, one of my now, favorite horror was, movies was... there number two? It was number two oh, yeah, and three. Number, number yeah. three was awesome. Number three was when he became president and Sam Neill was was Damien. Oh, wow. Yeah, oh, Sam Neill did see uh, That's crazy. And I think there was even a fourth one, too, but the first three were all really good. Yeah. Yeah, we used to watch the first three on the regular. I remember one of my favorite things, at least I think it's from this, is where they're, he's still a baby and they're going to baptize him. Yeah. And he's just screaming. Oh, when they're, that's, that's his first day of church. Yeah, when he's bringing the nanny, he was like, didn't want it. The nanny knew who he was. Right. Yeah. yeah. She was like, she tried to get him not to bring him to church. And he's like, and they were like, he won't understand. Yeah. (laughs) And then he's like, hey, this is our kid. We want to raise him the way we want to raise him. So kiss my ass. That, and like you said, when they were taking him into the church, you know, the way he's screaming, no, daddy, no, no. Like just the way he's. Like at at night when he sneaks in and he starts snipping his hair and you see the the 666. Yeah. I'm going to call bullshit. I think I'd wake up. <laughs> I don't care how old I am. So yeah, that, the Omen man, that was oh, such a great a one, and it all one. holds up, man. I still like that that line that they're all, it's all for you, Damien. Yeah. yeah that's, oh my god. Talk about all the kids that were fucked up because of that. Oh uh, yeah. Even the clown. Oh, yeah. That guy made made me look less creepy. I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my favorite, my favorite number one here, man, and this has uh, always been one of my favorite horror movies of all time. I love all the sequels, uh, and this is 1979's Phantasm. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, Don, uh, uh, damn, I can never uh, pronounce his uh, last name. Don, Quixote? No, Don Casigliar or... Casigliari? No, why don't you look up Phantasm for me, I Justin. I will do it right I'll, now. Uh, <laughs> we got a crack production team working on it. So <laughs> this is the same guy who did Beastmaster. He did Bubba Hotep. He did... Uh, if you show it to me, I'll be able to uh, Yeah, I'm Bubba Hotep. I'm getting it here. <laughs> Talk some Bubba Hotep sometime soon. He's a little slow. <laughs> no, it accidentally went to Phantasm Ravenger instead of... That's, it's the same director, so... Oh. Uh, what was that, like number six? No, Ravenger <laughs> was... Four, I think, because the second one was really good too. I really enjoyed the second one just as much as the first one. Now, this is the one with the silver ball. Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah. No, that doesn't say the director. That's the stars. Oh. So, anyways, I'll get to it uh, to the director. But he was really great, and he kind of made his career off these four movies. And these were weird, man. These were weird, weird kind of uh, indie films that he started with. Uh, this first one really took people by surprise. And so, what you happen is at the very beginning of the movie, the movie starts off with this uh, guy going to the cemetery with this girl and just making out. And all of a sudden, uh, the uh, uh Coscarelli, yeah, Don Coscarelli. I, I know I always butcher, but when I see it, I can pronounce it. Uh, he he was really amazing and a, a young director coming in to do this. So the movie starts out with this uh, uh, the guy and a girl making out at a uh, at a uh, on like almost on like a headstone at yeah. a cemetery, which is never a good idea. <laughs> and he looks up at her, and all of a sudden it goes from the woman's face to the tall man, who's who's the big famous guy from these movies. So right. That I don't know how long I don't. So what he's doing is he's basically tricking these people. He can change shape. Uh, and gender. And, and gender. <laughs> and I don't know why he waits until after they have sex with them. He's got before needs, he, man. I, I guess he got needs. <laughs> he's psychotic person. And so what he's doing mean. is he's kidnapping uh, these people and he's killing them. And he's bringing them back. The tall guy owns the, uh, the cemetery and the mausoleum there. Right. And what you don't realize is he's doing is he's taking the dead bodies and he's shrinking them down to size. <laughs> to like Jawa size. They almost look like Jawas. They're wearing little cloaks and everything. Mm-hmm. And he, uh, there's a portal inside the, uh, 
inside the mansion, the kind of mausoleum, which is this, these two big silver poles in this completely white, white room where he's bringing these shrunken down slaves to his world and he's having them do their deeds and everything. So that's kind of the background of what's happening. And uh, we're, we're really following these two characters. Um, the younger character is the, uh, played... Um, he ends up switching characters for him in the second one. It's played by a different actor. And then they end up going back to the original kid for number three, four, and five. So it's very interesting huh. how they end up doing that. But uh, it's their brother that eventually dies at the beginning or ends up dying. So they're kind of figuring out what's going on. And the one younger brother, uh, he's also got their friend Reggie, who's really the star of these movies, uh, played by Reggie Bannister. Now, you told me a cool story about this dude. Yeah, he, Reggie back. Bannister played the Reggie character, which is weird they have him play the same same name right. uh, as the real actor <laughs> and uh, he, he's an ice cream man and he's he's good friends with uh, the two brothers and he starts this journey with them the second one and the third one it's basically the reggie banister show well wasn't some, uh, wasn't he a high school he was a high school teacher high at school the time teacher. and That's so he crazy. was teaching high school and i think during the summer he came and he did phantasm and he went back and then he is like a cult he's very similar to like bruce campbell as cult status mm, right. now in the horror community he he goes to any con a horror con and the lines are like out the door to meet reggie banister because he's huh. just awesome and he really brought some humor to the uh to these uh to this whole franchise i loved him in number two really really amazing so he's helping these brothers figure out what the hell is going on well there's a great scene where the younger brother uh breaks into the mausoleum at night and never a good idea he he sees the priest and this priest uh and uh, the groundskeeper is there too, and you see what's really famous about this. And what most people, when they think phantasm, think about is these silver balls. Yeah. That, that kind of shoot down the hallways. Yeah. And they get really complex by the second and no, third one. Hanging out of them. The yeah. first one, it was pretty simple. These these like two prongs, like razor sharp prongs, pop out of them and yeah. they stick in someone's head, and it will just spew blood everywhere and yeah. kill them. And the second one, they did all sorts of crazy stuff, and there were there was a gold one, and there were different size ones, and they really took it uh, to the hilt for the other ones. Yeah. The first one was just that solo one. Well, he, the tall man's fast, too. He gets, ends up getting chased by the tall man, and he closes the door on the tall man's hand, and this is when the movie got like crazy to me as a kid. He ends up chopping one of the uh, tall man's fingers off, and the tall man bleeds like this yellowish uh, orange blood. He's like bleeding <laughs> formaldehyde like he's been filled with it already. And uh, he keeps the finger to show his brother that it's real. He puts it in a little box and he shows his brother and he, he and the finger's still moving right, like the yeah. next day when he shows his brother. Yeah. And then he's like, all right, I believe you. There's something weird going on. We can investigate this stuff. And he brings it to his room and then later that night he, or later that day he opens the box and no longer is it a finger. It's the creepiest like evil looking fly you've ever seen in your life really and it attacks him and he ends up putting it around his flannel shirt and he's moving the shirt like it's really powerful and everything yeah. and he, he puts it down the garbage disposal at just that point reggie banister reggie comes in uh, and says hey guys what's going on and all of a sudden uh the fly comes out from the garbage disposal again and starts swinging at reggie and they end up putting it down and stabbing it with a knife in the garbage disposal and reggie's like what the fuck is going yeah. on <laughs> and they, they explain to him all the weird shit that's going on and they all agree let's go to the mausoleum at night we'll take this out we'll figure out what's going on and that's exactly what they do. They go there at night. Uh, they, the tall man switches over to the uh, to woman character a couple times. Uh, 
and they they get into the thing and they've got to fight the tall man you get to see them go through that portal and then almost being dragged in until they uh uh the they all kind of link hands and drag each other out uh-huh. and it, uh to the point where they end up uh getting away and the kid wakes up and he's sitting in the uh, living room. This is where it got really strange. He's sitting in the living room with Reggie, and Reggie's got his uh, guitar and everything. And the kid's explaining to him what's going on, what had happened, and he thinks it's a dream. And you realize that his older brother has been dead all this time. And then he was like, this is all a dream, man. And Reggie's telling him. He, he's like, when when Jody died, he's like, I know it affected you and everything. I didn't realize you, you so as a viewer, you think you you just experienced the big long dream that the young kid had. Huh? He says he says, "Don't worry, I, I know you're having a hard time coping with your brother's death, but we'll get through this together." He says, "Why don't we go on a road trip and we'll, we'll keep our mind off it and everything? Go to your room, get your stuff." And then when he goes into his room and he shuts the door, uh, there's a mirror on the back of his door, and the tall man's in the mirror and just reaches out of the mirror and yeah, grabs him and pulls that. him through, and the movie just ends. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> and the second one's great because it starts with him getting out of like a mental institute like he had to spend some time there yeah. and saying that I'm I'm cured I'm so, fine yeah. I'm all better now I, I'm all better and he goes from there right to the cemetery oh and, my God. and Reggie meets him there and uh, and it's a whole great uh, kind of across the country journey that him and Reggie go on when they're trying to find the tall man and all his victims and everything and it just it created a whole universe of phantasm movies that a lot of people are huge fans of granted they they kind of the First three are awesome. I love the first three. And the second one's probably my favorite, uh, even more than one, which was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Uh, the third one was still pretty decent and everything. But th- by the fourth one, it was, eh, it's kind of losing its luster and everything. Right. And the fifth one was like, eh, not yeah. so much. Yeah. <laughs> Start off great. They're trying to just keep it alive. Yeah. That goes with any movies, though. I mean, you look at the Jaws franchise. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah it kind of went down Can after I say a while. Jaws 5 wasn't great. <laughs> I don't think it was the one with the revenge Jaws of Jaws. Four. Yeah. The mother. Yeah, yeah. there's four. But it has Justin's favorite scene in it. Yeah, so absolutely. What's your favorite scene? The one where the, um, brother. the brother gets From his arm three. bit off. Yeah. You know, he's like oh, yeah, in yeah, the yeah, marina yeah. or oh, whatever, yeah. and, you know, Jaws just comes and poof, takes That'll off teach his him. Arm. He, he said he didn't like the water and wouldn't go in it. He yeah. should have not he joined the marina. When yeah. you say you don't like the water, you stay out you of move the water. To, you move to Utah. Landlock it. So yeah, that's 70s horror, man. There's so many great ones we left off, but I'm sure we'll revisit them sometime and... Yeah, so that's what we got for now. Heck next yeah. week, next week's going to be a really amazing episode. So next week is our uh, our fiftieth episode. So 50. To, so to celebrate our fiftieth episode, you do fifty to celebrate our fiftieth episode. Usually we we know we'll we'll communicate with each other through the week and we'll decide what everyone's going to take and everything. Fixed. And we we never went that it was rigged. We know what we're going to come in with. Not that a lot of us aren't watching these movies ahead of time, but some of us uh, do and some of us don't. But what's great about the next one, we decided to do a wild card episode where we're not telling each other what our five movies are and we're leaving it completely wide open. You can bring be, any any movie you could want. Get dicey. It could get dicey. <laughs> he might be mentioned. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> uh, to the point where we're going to have a couple alternates in case uh, I pick one that Justin's going to say or Justin picks one that Dave's going to say, we can just immediately have another one ready to go. So it's all wide open. Whoever says it first wins. Want. Right. Wild card. You want to come in and talk about My Fair Lady for your time? You go ahead and talk about My Fair Lady. <laughs> Doc Hollywood. There's a good. <laughs> so there's a good uh, chance that the other, the rest of us won't have seen him, but it just gives that person an opportunity to, to explain it and <laughs> tell us what that movie's about. So Hell it'll yes. be a very interesting episode. It's a knockoff our uh, number fifty, and we'll do it again in episode one hundred. So. 
It'll be very exciting. So if you want to get a hold of us, you can get, uh, leave us a review or a like on uh, iTunes or SoundCloud. We're also on Facebook. You can check us out on there. We post those cool uh, collage pictures usually every Wednesday about the, the following weekend's uh, podcast. So you can keep track of what's going to come up that week. Also on uh, iTunes, you can check us out at, at Dupree Podcast. And if you want to get a hold of us on email, you can be, get a hold of us on fascinatedwithfilms at gmail.com. So, yeah. Very horrifying, man. Very horrifying. I'm freaked out. <laughs> You're freaked out. Yeah. <laughs> call me when I call me when I get home. Yeah. <laughs> call get me and let me know you got home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so until next week, see ya. See ya. Peace. I trust you out.